Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of the Bono Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. And jingle. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Type Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello. Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. Really, oh, really good. Happy New Year, actually. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. I mean, New Year, new start. It's going to be the same as the last two, I'm sure, but we'll <laughs> <laughs> find out. Yeah, it does feel like that already, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I thought to myself earlier, I was like, nope, New Year, like, it's as good. The first week's nearly done. This is like one turn of the game. I'm like, have I achieved much? Mm. a little like it's been okay like it's it's fine i'm like i'm a one week down already um yeah i mean we've got some good stuff coming this year there was some good stuff yeah. from last year there's some great stuff for this year and that basically is what this episode's about today isn't it ben yes yeah today we are going to be doing the annual bony awards yeah um, where we'll sort of give our best We've got a list of categories where we vote on what are our favourite things in that year. Um, some crossover, some differences, but we'll have to see. Um, we've also got some 2022 predictions. So, like you say, um, what, what are we expecting to come this year in terms of the world of Blood Bowl? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So, um, let's hit up. Uh, there's a couple of bits of Blood Bowl news, I think, and then we'll just get stuck into it. Okay, um, I actually lied. There's not a lot in the world of Blood Bowl going on right now, which makes sense because since the last time we recorded, we had that thing called Christmas. We had the other thing called New Year's. And uh, that means that there's like four, five bank holidays. So basically no one's done anything and no post has mm -hmm. arrived. Like, this is really... I'm so glad I've got the printer this year, Ben, because <laughs> I ordered stuff in like the middle of world war ii and it hasn't turned up yet because of uh, yeah yeah it's coming though it's coming like i know there are some like it seems to be like the period where a lot of kickstarters is getting delivered at the moment like Ooh. i've been following a few and i don't know if it's just coincidence but i know like a lot of a lot of production got really hit hard in the last couple of years yeah. and it seems like it's all kind of caught up at once so like there's been lots of like dispatch things it's meant to be nicely staggered I was just like, oh, I can have that to look forward to. And then six months later, I'll have that to look forward to. And instead, it's been like two years of nothing and then like four things at once. So, um, that is, yeah, that's, 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 that's how yeah. this works. That's how the last year has been, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, Games, games right. Workshop. I mean, I, I think you're exactly right, man. I think there's just like a ton of issues with supply. I mean, I, I know there was. Um, although I will say, not that I know of, but I'm pretty sure nowhere ran out of pigs and blankets at Christmas, which was a, a genuine concern <laughs> for a little while. Um, and then we had a shortage of fizzy drinks as well, apparently, but that never kind of, and then we everywhere ran out of like Coca-Cola and lemonade for a little while. Um, what a weird year. Anyway, we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. There is one bit of Blood Bowl news that if you follow the channel, you probably have already seen. If you don't follow the channel, you just listen to the podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We also have a YouTube channel. Um, Charlie Victor, ah, oh, have made a excellent coin. And this coin is a big uh, foxtrot uniform to cancer. It's an extreme blitz on cancer because there is a long-standing member of the Blood Bowl community, a guy called Extreme, also known by his potentially uh, real name, Brian Mitchell. 
um, who is an American chap who has very sadly been diagnosed with a serious cancer. Um, and there's a GoFundMe to help support Brian and his family because it's a, it's a pretty... It's a pretty tough thing. But the great thing is you can see the communities getting behind it. Charlie Victor, um, literally on the website, and we put a video out about this, sort of said, look, I, I, it's not enough for me to just share the news. It's not enough for me to just, um, you know, donate. Actually, I want to do what I can do to help get the word out, to help generate an income for him. So uh, they're doing this pre-order for a treatment fundraiser, which is a basically a blitz token. So, Ben, you and I have seen Charlie Victor stuff before. Like, it is elite Blood Bowl loot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, like, top quality stuff. You like sort of your nice enamel weighty, um, like, coins and, and gadgets. Yeah, really it, good. It's really lush. So, for £12, there is a coin. Um, and basically, with the exception of the transaction fees, all the profits are essentially going straight to uh, to Brian and, and his family to hopefully get through a really tough time. And it's so good to see stuff like this in the community. Um, I mean, the world is a strange place. Uh, I'm feeling a bit nihilistic at the moment, and I imagine that's going to come across in this episode, but I'm going to try and be positive. Um, but actually doing stuff like this and seeing stuff like this, it is really important to remember how powerful people are, how powerful any kind of community is, and just how much good can be done with a little bit of buy-in from a large amount of people. Uh, so it's wicked to see this. If you've got £12 and you want to buy a Blitz token that you can use to remember if you've had a Blitz in Blood Bowl, but also have a memento of a time where hopefully thousands of people got together to make a difference for a few people. Um, I think it's really, really powerful, really, really strong. Um, and link is in the show notes below. The GoFundMe for Brian is also in the show notes before below. So if you know him or you just actually... One of the things you want to do this year is to help somebody who's part of our community then um head on over to there but in the world of blood bowl news ben i don't think there's anything else going on there's nothing from games workshop is there uh no no they've been pretty quiet on um blood bowl they've got a lot of other things coming out um in their in their ecosystems but uh yeah blood bowl has it's had a little bit of a quiet time but we did have a big corn release so it's kind of to be expected to have a bit of a break last year the the the, the 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 it was outrageous wasn't it like the mm. the speed at which we had um all of the releases and everything last year it was just really strange what cool stuff's coming out for the other systems what have i missed what, um, what's, what's I think going got, on like we've got a whole new range of uh elder for 40k and oh, that's the thing. yeah that's the big kind of spoiler for this christmas period wasn't it yeah and they've teased a lot of like chaos space marine stuff and then there's gene sealer cult and custodies of a whole bunch of stuff so 40k is actually kind of on fire at the moment um what they did tease you, uh... new seasons thing which i i i, I this is this is usually my space for ranting about games workshop no 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 let's go <laughs> man let's let's do it let's do it i'm going to put up the uh the space elf preview on the screen just just to have it in the background so i can have a look while you talk so yeah it's just it's just the new thing which is actually it's kind of related to blood bowl because we have talked about how games workshop could like um yeah, I thought it was really keep Bowl alive, you know, like give it a heartbeat, keep it constantly going. Um, that does verge on the territory of what they've kind of done with Forty K, where I think they've done it a little bit too far, and that's they've introduced this this thing called seasons um, into Forty K, where they're basically saying every period, I think it's every six months, um, they're gonna be like 
changing the way battles are fought so it's kind of like you have this system and it's fought in this system and it kind of changes up the competitive meta which is really good but then they've put it all behind like books and books and pay- like physical paywalls <laughs> which i think is just really like come on like you don't need to do that if you're only making like they don't have digital points yet like i i would want them to do it's like i want them to update and keep it alive but it seems like it's they only do that if they can nickel and dime every every like inch of it, so it, it's kind of a little uh, bit like it's yeah. really tough, isn't it? Because on the one hand, okay, cool, that's a that's a positive kind of thing for the system, but on the other hand, it just feels like it's being led by commerciality uh, instead yeah. of for the game. However, they're a business, and that's kind of in their best in their interest. Like that's what they're here to do. Um, yeah, we are customers, and we are here to complain about it. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and not only are we customers, we're British geeks. We're we're yeah. British grognards. This is what we do. So um, I think I think the best way to do it in in a kind of system like this is to have different formats. I mean, Ben, you and I talk about this all the time, but actually, let's take Blood Bowl because Blood Bowl's like the best game, um, mm. in my opinion. And also, in fact, and uh, you can have like Blood Bowl actual, right? Just standard, like actual Blood Bowl from the books and the rules. And anybody going into Games Workshop and picking up stuff and buying stuff is good to go. Then there could be a competitive layer of Blood Bowl, like that is the seasons, like 40k, that is a free PDF. And it's got three pages of it. And those pages are like, hey, for the winter season of 2022 dwarves cost this this is this like here's this little competitive twist and that's it and actually you know what you go to a tournament and is it standard or is it competitive we're running a competitive here please check out the competitive document that's available from games workshop and doing that they could create a kind of competitive rule set or have that 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 vibe to it that's this is the thing i find absolutely baffling although i do i do kind of love it right i i I think that when it comes to Blood Bowl, having a game that is actually slow paced, that does not change every six months, where someone who hasn't played for a year, two years can just come and play some games and, oh, there's a new team. Like, there's a couple of cool things. Actually, you know what? I think that's a great space for Blood Bowl to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting into 40K or anything like that is just like, nope. Um, you know, Underworlds did this, like their competitive game, where it was like, oh, cool, I'm going to play that. Uh, you know what? I'll probably pick up some stuff and then in a few months time i'll play it by that time there's a new release there's new cards and you've got no chance of getting into the game the fact that blood bowl is almost evergreen but it yeah. is actually amazing but that is really refreshing of all the games workshop games ben blood bowl has got to be the tightest from a rule set point of view i mean until they, uh, yeah they I, uh, I agree I, I and that's that's why we love it right it's like you you can it works so well like we i think i feel like at the moment especially with covid like we've predominantly been focused on tournament play but that's great because blood bob i find is such a fun tournament game like i've done i've never been to a proper 40k tournament but i've played 40k games in like tournament style if that makes sense where we have like a time limit we have a strict like you know we've built our lists as if they were tournament lists yeah and i find it such and this is playing with my close friends as well it's such stressful. Oh, I can't enjoy it. I can't enjoy it. It feels really like 
I don't know, exhausting maybe? Maybe it's just because I'm not familiar. Maybe like the more you play, the more comfortable it is. But compare it to my first experience playing Blood Bowl Tournament, the first time I played a Blood Bowl Tournament, I was sold immediately on the game because it's just <laughs> it just feels like you go in there, you have a chance, you are on the same playing field as your opponent. Sure, they might be more experienced than you, but there's not a lot to learn other than strategy, which you can develop. The game's so on the board. Like, yeah, exactly. This is it. The game is on the board. And that's probably Blood Bowl's biggest strength is that even in a tournament setting where you've got, I don't know, flipping 10 skills, that that's it. Everything else is on the board. Every interaction, every choice is yours. Luck is there to balance it out and to make great stories, but you're making mm -hmm. those choices. And I think for me, like this is why I... That's something I absolutely, I just, I have to have in games is I need to be making choices. And when I've played Age of Sigmar before, I was like, well, I didn't make, like, the only choice I did was paying £200 three months ago to buy this much plastic. Like, that was a bad choice. You know, we we did a little ex um, expansion campaign, didn't we? Escalation campaign. I was like, oh, cool. So I bought some trolls. because I was like, oh, trolls are wicked. And then I was like, oh my bad choice there 35 pounds um but you know blood bowl the game is on the pitch and yeah. it, it's ironic that actually the, the the one of the tightest games is one of the most casual games but it is the game that they could do a competitive format for and i'm surprised they haven't but i think yeah. i like that they haven't with if this latest announcement for we cares anything to go off i'm kind of glad yeah um it, like I like where it is at the moment. It's just one of those things where we've 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 chatted about before how yeah you know a live meta could shape up the game, but not like this. No, <laughs> not, not like, like this. this. <laughs> yeah, <For free. laughs> and I don't I don't know if um I don't know if I personally think that Blood Bowl would make an absolutely brilliant T sport. You know, tabletop yeah. sport like a competitive tabletop game Ooh. like. I but th there's been some drive to do it with AOS and with with 40k, and I don't know if it's just because that those game systems have more money behind them. Like oh, it has to be they they're huge money makers. Yeah, huge. I mean Blood Bowl team like with stuff. Then should we say fifty pounds tops? Oh yeah, yeah, like absolutely tops. Two, like two like, boxes or a box and a big guy, or you know, I don't know. You look at party teams about fifty quid usually. Yeah, 50, I mean, that, I'm everything. talking, I'm talking tops here. You can pick up a get, you can pick yeah. up a team for twenty four pounds and you're good to go. Like, you yeah, know, exactly. It's no on problem. average. Yeah. yeah, but you know, fifty quid will get you the stuff like to take for a team, and um, if that wouldn't. That's that's like one dude for these other games. So we must be talking. Four hundred pounds for a for a comp army for a competitive army. Some of these new big guys, like in Age of Sigma, the monsters, they're like a hundred quid now. So yeah, and, and that's it. Maybe that's the difference. Um, and you know what? I get it. Um, and then it kind of falls to and I. I've been in super work mode this week because it's not you know you know what it's like coming back after the new year like oh hello emails, um like everyone's been on holiday why are there emails but there are emails because that's what Santa brings some people, and um, <laughs> you know, like I can't remember what I was gonna say oh yeah no uh, the only way to make that ever happen it would be for someone to be capitalist about it and find a way to get it to fund itself to make profit. That's the only way you'll ever get anything like that working. And that is a very strange thing I'm going to swing right back to, which is the NAF, right? For Blood Bowl. Yeah. Um, 
the NAF just kind of ticks along. It records some stats. It provides a decent benchmark for tournaments. And actually, it does a really good job for a really low cost of keeping the competitive thing of like just keep just having like a it's a weird little like religious, I don't know, like checkbox just to be like, no, no, we've got this teeny tiny shield from Games Workshop. And I think it's really, I think it's really cool. Like, I mean, I ran for president a couple of years ago and I came in the top three of three. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't win because I wasn't ready and it wasn't right. And it wouldn't have been right. I imagine doing that on top of your life at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Um, but I would have probably wanted to take it in a more competitive way than it needed to go. And I think in that regard, it was right for me not to win. And I, that's not what the NAF is about. But it doesn't mean that there's not another opportunity. So what's the 40k, like there's like a tournament rule set, a tournament group, isn't there? I I mean, there was, there is. I, I haven't really followed the competitive scene, if I'm honest. They had like the ITC. That's it. Thank you. My international tournament circuit, I think. Um, yeah. I was thinking yeah, that, that was actually just a lesson I used to take in secondary school, but I, I, I was <laughs> like, can't be ICT. Um, yeah, I think they they definitely do used to used to like have their own like rules and stuff for tournaments. I think now they still use like Games Workshop stuff now because like like the forty k ninth edition rule set is quite like competitively focused. It's a lot tighter for a lot of things. Like terrain used to be a weird thing in eighth edition, and they've made it. Um, <laughs> isn't that what a lot led, tighter? Isn't that what led to yeah. that? Is it the London Grand Tournament? 40k oh, yeah. that just had like bits of um polystyrene as walls and things yeah exactly ah one extra yeah, point there for blood bowl all you need is some pitch and everybody's got lots of pitches um <laughs> i love it yeah so yeah games workshop are doing some stuff uh third party teams there's some stuff ben is exactly right this is kind of kickstarter cooldown period which means there's going to be a kickstarter warming up period uh which mm -hmm. means even though it's a bit quiet right now I mean, let's face it, when it comes to January, no one's really got any money left over anyway. And as we're Blood Bowl victims of the onslaught that Games Workshop released upon us and that the other Kickstarters landed in, what, November, early December, uh, I think a cooldown period is pretty useful. Now, yeah. let's move on to Hobby. Okay, so we've had a little bit of a rampage at Games Workshop. It is now time to talk about... Actually, Ben, we've had a couple of weeks. We've had some time off from work, sort of. Hobby, games, um, relaxation, personal life. Let's just, like, what's going on with you, man? What have you been up to? What good things have been happening? Uh, it's been good. Um, over Christmas, I saw my family, and it was really exciting because um, my sister and her fiancé came down, which they are like my board game crew. So, like, it's really good. It was Sadly, it was only when, like, we both like, moved out and moved away from my parents that we both got really into board games. I'm just like, this would have been so good. When oh, we're both at home that's brutal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it means, like, when, when they come down, like, we, we have full-on, like, board game sessions. So, yeah, I had a few days over Christmas with them where we smashed out some games. Um, Nemesis was one that we recently picked up over Christmas, which was really good fun. Got is my the, family involved with Aliens that. one, is it? Is it actually Aliens? Or yeah, is it's it... totally not Alien. Ah. Yeah. So you, you have, like, uh, you know, cryopods and someone wakes up and you have aliens that, like, look, they're, they are xenomorphs, um, but I think they're more blue. And... Um, 
they have you can get like infected and you get things burst out your chest ah oh, that's um, so cool i mean and... <laughs> not for the person who's having stuff burst out their chest but you know as a theme yeah no it's a really fun game it's like one of these like betray it's, it's like uh, if you've ever played battlestar galactica which i know we have because we've played it together um you have those kind of games where so there's like a hidden traitor this is kind of like that but everyone is a hidden traitor so you have objectives and your objective could be like get the ship to earth and make sure everything's all fine and dandy and that's really cool you might also have another objective which is ensure player two can, like they cannot live um as long as as long as they don't live you're good um but then you can't attack them directly and so you have to kind of like manipulate the aliens into trapping them and you can be like oh no the door closed damn oh you, there's like a queen in there with you oh, oh okay i'll really try and get this open oh i don't have the card yeah that it's all stuff like that which is really so good evocative of the movies though, isn't it it is yeah it's okay. if you've seen alien one that is the plot of the game yeah and also yeah. alien three and alien four uh, yeah that's true <laughs> and it would have been alien five but they wouldn't let ridley scott make it um <laughs> the, the models are cool i love that you've got like little aliens, little little chestburster not chestburster things the little bugs yeah yeah so it's all like full like miniatures and they've got like little oh this is wicked yeah it's really it's, it's a really good game um spy awakened realms it's not it's not a new game it's been out well it's been out a couple of years i think maybe two or three yeah a difficult thing um, is that the last year and a half has kind of been a complete uh <laughs> complete write-off yeah. though isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah honestly it's Good game though, really enjoy that. Have you been up to much games over over the holidays? Uh, what did we get on the go over the holidays? Um, actually, played a board game with my mum and dad. Tiff and I played a board game with my mum and dad, and this is the first time I've played a board game with my parents since potentially before my little brother was born. Like, so we're oh, talking, wow. yeah, twenty like eight years. Uh, I don't remember playing a board game with them ever. Like um basically my dad has got to the age where he's kind of semi-retired and has now discovered a, a an unstoppable love of trains uh it's 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 fine you've got to respect people's life decisions and um he loves them so we got him ticket to ride and uh oh, we're like classic yeah we're like look you know no you're not a massive board game fan but this is quite a good one like here you go merry christmas have a look at it if you want to play a game let's play a game so we got together on on i don't know it was one of the christmas eve nights or maybe it might even have been new year's eve and um yeah played a game and it was awesome and randomly my mum, who has never had any interest in gaming of any kind came second and i only beat her by a point it was really good fun like it was really Aww. great like i was very drunk had a really really lovely bottle of wine that that craig or lewis got us for our wedding um it was my granddad's favorite oh, no. wine as Barola. Um, oh. He loved Barola and Amarone, which are two like heavy red wines. Like, so I poured myself a glass. I was like, Tiff, do you want some? She was like, that tastes like port. Like, this is this is thick. It's it's proper. <laughs> it was amazing. I had two glasses and I was like, ooh, I am. Like, I can feel this working. It was brilliant. So New Year's was <laughs> wicked in that regard. Um, uh, so that bit was, was really good. And then um, I had kind of had a nice break from work, sort of like the COVID stuff was going on. So you're kind of like on call and we're expecting kind of like, what happens if there's an announcement from the government? And, you know, I'm on this 
team for part of the, the work and it's like well am i going to be need to be on the calls and stuff turned out nothing really happened which was cool uh and had some time off so i was like you know what i'm going to do i'm going to get in i'm going to get stuck on i'm going to do loads of stuff and it came to it and i was just exhausted like i was just exhausted this winter has been a a really kind of dark time like i i just feel like i have run out and by the end of last year i'd absolutely run out of reserve energy like you mm. know i try to be positive and and it really winds a load of people up because whenever somebody does something stupid or something goes wrong I'm the guy who's like, right, well, let's think about it. Why has this happened? Like, why have they done this? There must be a reason. There must be something here. Like, people don't do stuff. They might not do stuff this way just because they're stupid. Like, let's let's talk through what's going on in their mind. Let's look at it from their opinion. Like, like Games Workshop have done this thing. Like, why have they done this thing? There must have been a reason. Like, what's the positive impacts? Someone's made a Kickstarter. Is it very good? There's going to be some good angles to it. Let's be positive. Let's find it. And you know what? I was knackered. So I just took a week off from the world, basically. Uh, so guys out there, sorry if I haven't got back to you messages-wise. Sorry if I haven't got back to you videos-wise. Um, I'm just kind of starting getting up again now but i read five books and i stopped and wow. i exercised and i'm just starting to like feel like me again which is so nice because i was absolutely oh yeah i was wrecked man and i didn't realize it and it got to the point where i didn't want to answer my phone i didn't want to pick up the phone i didn't want to look at my messages and i think i just abandoned whatsapp because we've got a really good close-knit um group of gamers a group of friends haven't we and i just i wasn't even mm -hmm. in those chats and i was like actually if you're avoiding messages from your close friends like you're, you're suffering from burnout so i just kind of bombed it and spent 35 <laughs> hours listening to audible and read five of the lost fleet books which then led me to print off many many spaceships oh. which has made me very very Speaking happy of yeah yeah no i was gonna say your printing at the moment has been insane do you want to talk about that a little bit because yeah man. This is... i don't think you've printed as much as you have in the last like two weeks like ever i think probably you've ever. done a lot of printing yeah, yeah i think this might be my um coping mechanism um this might have been like <laughs> <laughs> and my parents are like what do you want for christmas so i was like well I, nothing it's fine we need to get you something and i was like get me some resin they were like you know do you want some blood bowl and i was like i completed it mate um <laughs> i was like give me <laughs> give me resin and i'll i'll print my own stuff and you know what i have been doing so much stuff i've got spaceships everywhere i've got 40k orcs from puppets war i've got a punga team like the halflings Print the treatment at 120%. They are awesome. Love them. Really good models. Got spaceships. I'm just having a wonderful time. Got Warmaster. What else? Everything. You name it. I've been printing it. I don't need it. And it's just it's just been so much fun to create. Um, and mm. I'm doing this like quadruple wash system now, which means that the models are left actually really nice uh, instead of like having oh, random gooey that? bits and shiny bits. So take it off the printer, empty it out, have a pot of hot water chuck it in your dirty wash i've got you recommended those pickle jars the pickle strainer things yeah so i've got two of those one with a dirty wash one with a clean wash both alcohol chuck them in the dirty nice. wash spin them it's great fun it's very satisfying take them out drain them okay. chuck them in the hot water spin them again um 
take them out, take all the supports off, chuck them back in the dirty water, spin them, take them out, drain them, chuck them in the clean water, spin them, take them out, drain them, and then chuck them back in, uh, well, clean water, spin them again, dry them out overnight. And then once you've put them in the cooker the next day, they are... In the UV thing, just to be clear, not the, not the oven. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, put it with the cooker, you know, really sets them. And um, I don't know, everything, <laughs> everything's coming out not sticky, which is just something that I find incredibly aggravating about printed models is sometimes there's just a little bit of tack. Uh, and that's not okay. The worst, the worst is a model which has been hollowed and there is like oh, a small like <laughs> slot you didn't realize because what's often pretty pretty good what i try to do is if it's been hollowed and it's been hollowed well i.e not by me um they the <laughs> holes are usually quite small and you can kind of fill them up with resin like you can dabble it on like cotton butter resin put it on the hole put it under uv and it kind of welds it yeah that's that's like once you've drained it that's that's advised you don't want like raw resin in there but the worst is when you've like missed one or you haven't bothered because often you don't need to bother and you've got it and it's all looking lovely it's you got your nice model it's all cured it's nice to the touch it's not sticky at all and you put it somewhere and you come back to it and it's just leaked or worse when you've primed it already <laughs> and then it's so slowly over time starts leaking out this hole oh and that, it's like that's, that's it's brutal. awful it like ruins your primer yeah you can't oh, it's just it's just chaos i don't it's i've still got models i printed off in like august 2020 that I think are still leaking. <laughs> and I don't understand. Like, I can't get it to stop. And yeah, I'm, I just gave up with them. Oh, I've, been, but... I've, been, I've been really lucky. So I've been printing for a year now, which is, I got it for mm -hmm. last Christmas to print Christmas decorations for people, um, which was an excellent excuse to get a printer. Um, and I mean, I think I've binned most of the stuff I printed back then. I think I just rage binned it because I was like, don't need this anymore. Let's get this mm. gone. Let's get this gone. But I'm, I'm really, I've yeah. been, Ben, I've been supporting stuff myself. Like I've been making supports. It's been working. Like it's, That's it's why you've come, Ben. I know personal growth. Like, uh, and my brother's picked up a printer now. He got one. He bought himself one after Christmas. Why? I still don't know. <laughs> Um, it turns out not... he loves he loves he loves making models. He always has, but cars and stuff like this. Okay. Um, do you know what his first print was though? First print. Yeah. Not one of the test prints. No. Well, obviously, yeah. You got to print the chess pieces, yeah. But yeah. after the, uh, yeah, you guess what his very first, and I'll give you a clue. It's a set of three things. Set Th of three. Three different things always go together i'll give you another clue hey i'm lying rock paper scissors okay. okay is how it works and it's been like this every pokemon few... yeah he printed out the original three <laughs> um starter pokemon oh that is very cool yeah apparently it's awesome. horribly wrong um <laughs> and then he had to clean his <laughs> resin tray out i was like dude you are you are nailing the learning. But it's it's really cool actually to like talk him through it and be like, right, Ben told me this, this is it. And then um he was like, Oh, how do I support this? And I was like, Hey, you know what? I can actually do this now. Like I I've leveled so up. Cool. I've leveled up. I'm the new Obi Wan. Um <laughs> He's Ahsoka Tano, uh, Asaka, I can't remember her name. 
the, the little multicolored thing. Uh, multicolored thing. Yeah, she was. She had like a yeah, like a Kemri hat. But I, I, know, think, I know. I think that was yeah, part of her head, which is a bit concerning. Yeah, big hat. Yeah. yeah, probably. I don't know. Is that, was it hair? Head? I don't know. Okay, good. I feel better that you don't know either. <laughs> George Lucas, please confirm. I mean, it's probably yeah. not you, but yeah, yeah. George Lucas, who definitely listens to this. Um, oh, you know yeah. what? I need to print off that Star Wars team, the Clone Trooper team. Uh, anyway, a team. Yeah, there's a team. Okay, yeah. Okay. I need to buy it and print it. I think I remember that actually. I think uh, I remember that. So I've been starting to do uh, a new series for the channel because I'm like, actually. I'm loving 3D printing right now. Print to pitch. And I did the first one uh, mm. this week for the Punga team. I've got the next two lined up, three lined up. And it's just it's just so much fun. Like, And it's a really good way to fill in the time where there's no releases and no nothing coming out. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, I think you and I talked about this before. It feels like Blood Bowl's almost completed now where we can start just living within the zone, living within and expanding outside of it again because we've kind of been in this place of like yeah we don't want to do too much because we don't know what the games workshop's going to do to the game like what's going to happen well actually this edition's here now we've got a good few years before they change the edition again the teams are trickling out there's only a few teams of legend le left and you cannot plan for new brand new teams you can't plan for them so actually pressure's off guys like the only things to watch out for are maybe the teams of legend but you're probably going to be fine with them anyway. So actually, Blood Bowl is here. Like, you can now just go and explore within it. Like, which is that's something that I, I think we've always really loved, isn't it? Because, I mean, Ben, you, you're, mm -hmm. you're a GM at heart. Like, world building and game, I don't know, home home brewing and, like, exploring within a system is kind of, it's yeah. kind of your jam as well, isn't it? I do like, I, yeah, I do like that. Making it your own, you know? Yeah, and that's kind of where we can where we can go with this now, which I don't know, just I'm really excited for that. So yeah, I mean, do explain to me your thought process, though, Ben. Hold on, go. So I know you said, and you you said both to me and also on the podcast. Like it worries me when someone asks me to uh, explain my thought process. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no. So you say, what did okay, I do? Okay, there's a lot going on at the moment. You know, sometimes, um, you know, you know, new job, new wedding. A new series on the podcast. What was your thought process there? Just say, you know what I need to do? Another series. <laughs> I, I I will absolutely explain it. First of all, I like to do a video for every day. Like, mm -hmm. I want Blood Bowl content every day. There isn't Blood Bowl content every day. So therefore, I will go and make the Blood Bowl content for every day. Because I enjoy making it. And then I was like, actually, it's your fault, actually, this series. is yeah, Because you've right. made me watch all, like, the... Goober Town hobbies and um, um, tiny Stuff. terrain world, the one that Trips loves. Uh, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's fun. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I've been meaning to do like, we do reviews of uh, STL teams when we have Kickstarters and stuff. I'm like, what about all the stuff that's just out there that's just landing out? I'm like, oh, what a great excuse to print some stuff, do some sizes and paint some models. Uh, and that's something that, this is kind of like where I'm going this year. I, I am going to be not force myself to be more productive, just be more disciplined. Like you see it mm -hmm. with like Sam Frenzy Garner is just unnecessarily productive. It's like, uh, yeah, a friend of a, a friend of the podcast has been, been on the show a few times. He's absolutely nuts. It's like, <laughs> like 
Hey, Sam. Can we talk about Conquest? <laughs> yeah, boom. He's got two armies built and played two games. And I'm like, dude, it took like half a second. In a week, he's experienced the game more than I have in a year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, right? And, you know, Ian Warhanam Hannam, he will just all of a sudden be like, oh, I think I'm going to paint this guy. And then three days later it's painted to an unnecessary level and i'm like you know well, mm -hmm. why why can't i do that and, and i realize i look at my piles and piles of unfinished projects and i'm like this might be the reason but um i've got a couple of ideas how to make myself get better you and i filming stuff massive boon like that really is a massive impetus um but i want to do a team a month and I'm probably going yeah. to put it on YouTube for people to to choose. And I'm going to go through like some of my favorite teams that I haven't got around to painting. So this time I'm thinking Vortis Kemri, Fanath Dwarfs, Grebo Chaos Dwarves, and I'll find a fourth one. And I'll just be like, guys, which team do you want me to paint? And I'll record some of the painting and I'll just do it like a little painting video um, to kind of, because I'm like, well, if I'm making content, then that's actually it. Uh, and I don't know, maybe that's going to be a good way to kind of not necessarily hold myself to account, but add a little bit of meaning, add a little bit of momentum to it. Because if I'm like, if there's no reason for me to do a thing, I won't do it. Like, I'm a problem yeah, solver. Great. Like, I am terrible at uh, doing stuff a hundred times. I will do anything once. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. That's so much the same. Yeah. Like, you, you, it doesn't even matter what you want to achieve we'll do it we'll get it done we can yeah. get it there and then repetition i will have mapped it out i think i don't know you're you're in it like you're, you're this is kind of your jam isn't it and mm -hmm. I, I think this is where i started as well because i'm like and this is why i couldn't be in it is because i like to solve a problem once and then i wander off and solve another problem um this year yeah. i need to work on being a more complete ben so my health needs to get better my accountability to myself and to tiff needs to be better although i will say that that i never scrimp on and i very rarely get in trouble which is very good yeah so, it's always one to be careful especially in this hobby that's nice um but yeah he's so i'm just gonna do more stuff to completion which which mm -hmm. like ian is really good at inspiring me to do both blooming ians like triplo would be like oh Triplo's been quiet this morning. He's only posted a couple of uh, a couple of memes in the chat, and sorry, a couple of gifts in the chat, and then boom, he's like, "What have you been up to this morning?" Ian? Well, I uh, I built this shed and this bike rack and this, and it's just like, dude, you've been gone twenty seven minutes and you've built a kingdom. Yeah. I'm like, very Actually. inspirational to have these people in your life who can like, I don't know, keep you grounded. Keep you focused yeah. on things it's or at least be an inspiration to keep you focused on things i find it's it's important to, to reach out to those people ben's need ian's that's that's how yes, this works ben's need ian's. yeah and, that's and ian warhanam hannam was a huge uh huge help to me when i wrote engage because i was like right here's some weapon systems here's some more here's more rules and he was like dude just like let's cut this out calm down like focus on the beginning bit we'll get to that bit later focus on the beginning bit and i never would have completed the i never would have got that book published um without him saying shh, shh, shh just to do a third <laughs> of it we'll get to that bit never did get to that bit well it's all in a google doc but um see this is it that's another thing i want to finish that but we, i i think yeah i mean we're kind of straight into new year's resolutions really i mean what's what's 
Yeah, that's going to be the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did that help remotely explain my thinking? Because it probably it did. I forgot that was the original question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I forgot that was the yeah, question. Yeah, I, I was just calling you out, that was all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is it. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's fun to be creative as well. And doing something yeah. and being creative is a great way to recharge yourself. And that's why this hobby is so cool. Because And yeah, you know what? It's kind of like... You go to Wagamama's. You go to Wagamama's so you can get the chili squid. And you know what? The katsu curry is pretty good too. But if you need a fix, you just get the starter. And that is starting any project. Is that kind of rush. Like, oh, I bought some stuff. I can. News, there's, novelty. there's possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. you start the project and you're like, oh, look at all these possibilities. This is so creative. This is so clever. And then it gets to that middle chunk where you're like, now I need to finish it. Or, or new project so um yeah that was uh that's that and you know get to show off some great 3d printed stuff while there's nothing else going on in the blood bowl world very true <sighs> so hobby wise bt anything else going on with you um only only bit bits that here and there um just finishing off another halfling uh just just a halfling commission i've got at the moment um finishing that off alongside i've done a few things um i did this thing which I've got on my desk, which for audio listeners is really good. Um it's a battle wagon, which is being in progress. Um oh, big red. Big red, yeah. You just need some weathering and that'll be done. And I've been just building and painting some conquest to eventually hopefully catch up with Sam and play some games. Because <laughs> yeah, that's quite a daunting task. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of dudes to paint for that. So it does look pretty cool, that game. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it does look good right well talking of good games and good things i think it's probably time ben for us to move on to the bonehead awards for 2021 and we are back so um this is the second bonies or the third bonies i'm not sure basically ian warhanam hannam's made a off the cuff remark that this might be a funny thing to do and you know what we we stuck with it and it was good fun to go through last year really what it is is us looking back at the last year of blood bowl and i think the real world is probably going to filter in there a little bit every now and again and pick out some of our favorite stuff our favorite things now we've got some categories and you know what ben i think next year we'll make a big bit more of a big to do about this as we lead up to it but for now yeah let's let's hit the bonehead awards but i think it's some of it not a lot of choice now we are going to start with the best whole team and in this category there are three subcategories and in those three subcategories ben and i will alternate so bt the first one the first winner the first bonehead award for 2021 is the best games workshop team released last year over to you this was really hard. <laughs> this was really hard to choose from. Um, <laughs> I went for corn. That's right. The one and only Games Workshop team released last year. Well, a new team that was released last year. Technically, the College of Fire, the College of Shadow. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, I didn't oh. get crowd noises. I didn't get crowd noises. <laughs> 
Um, I was waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I should have done that. I, I had this resonance as one of the things I had to delete to get the audio settings back to normal after Windows installed some kind of horrid update. I just took everything. I deleted Audacity, resonance, anything that made noise. I even deleted Battlefleet Gothic Armada because I was like, well, I've installed that too and now my sound's wrong. Uh, pretty much wasn't it its fault. But anyway, it made me feel better. So yeah, the Corn team landed and it landed way late in the year. Otherwise... We didn't get a lot of new stuff for Blood Bowl last year, did we, Ben? No. Like, I think we've definitely said before, in like the end of 2020, we got like three things at once. So that was kind of like quite big. So yeah. I think it kind of carried it a little bit. It didn't feel too bad like it usually would. But Yeah, I mean, you're right. The Nobility and Blackhawk team did technically land and were released individually. Um, so we kind of had... Yeah. Four big releases for Blood Bowl last year. It's just that two of those teams had already seen and one of them didn't have a new team in. So Corn was the new one. I mean, did you expect to see a proper Corn team in Blood Bowl, Ben? That's, um, a, that's a leading question, I think. I kind of did. Yeah. I kind of did. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I didn't expect it to be kind... Like, it is quite different to the Demons of Corn team. But I didn't expect it to be, like super similar i thought it'd be completely different yeah they yeah. were they were, they of, were really close didn't they they are really close to this format. yeah it was really close and you know what if someone had said make a nurgle team for corn this is probably what you would have ended up with yeah that's true that's true so you, know, you got the your human your beast and your big guys yeah if the, if there was going to be a format for this this is exactly what i would have expected and I like it. I love it. It's really great fun to play. Uh, I think I'm two and two with the team now. I've got blooming two owed nice. by ogres, um, which was which was fun. But yeah, the, the team's good. There's some really strong pieces in there. It does bring a fun risk element into the game, um, and I have yet to see savage orc teams representing a corn team, but it's only a matter of time. And that's mm -hmm. that's really cool. Like at the moment, everyone who wants to run corn has just picked up a corn team because it was new and there's something to do there. But actually, this is where we start seeing like, oh, that's a sweet savage orc corn team. Like, nice. And this is where the creativity starts yeah. coming in. I think that's what we're going to see this year. So, yeah, Ben, I agree with you completely. The one and only Games Workshop brand new team last year is the corn team. And for both of us, it wins the award. Now... Last year, we also had a third-party award, but this year, we've got two subcategories within this category. We've got the Games Workshop one, then we've got the third-party one, and then we have the STL team, the, because the kind of it's kind of worth splitting that up now. But for now, we'll go with third-party team. BT, who gets your Bonehead Award for the third-party team of 2021? Ooh. For me, and I hope this counts, and I genuinely cannot remember what we said last year because that's pretty embarrassing if we did say this last year. Um, I said the Kemri team from Punga because it got distributed and shipped this Yeah, you it was technically available to order last year, or the year before. But you only received it this year, so I mean, I think it's only fair that we allow it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. That's why I wanted to put it on here. I absolutely adore this team. I think it's so good. Um, I have added it to my uh, pledge for the other teams that they're releasing because <laughs> I'm gutted to miss out on it. So, yeah. Um, 
I remember when this landed. So this must have the Kickstarter for this must have been at the end of 2020. And I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I but, think we were talking about it each year. Yeah, because I think you and I both, because I went with Vortis and you went with Punga, um, for that Kickstarter. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? From now on, we'll say if a team lands in a year, or it could, so technically a team could win over over two years. I'm pretty sure Punga didn't win last year's. Um, I don't think this team's available for general release yet, is it? No, no, I don't think so. Also, I do remember it was about April, May the Kickstarter went up because I was going to get it and then I thought I can get a 3D printer and that's when I got my 3D printer. Oh, wow, man. I got my 3D printer because I didn't want to commit to these teams because I thought I could get the printer and print them. And it's that, full circle. That's Even though right. I have a printer, I got this team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this went... So you added this to the most recent Punga Kickstarter and then... Oh, okay, yeah. cool. All right, you know what? That That's fine. That's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow it because, I mean, the Kemri team is wicked. Cool. Do you think we'll see much of a change to the Kemri roster when Games Workshop revamp it? Undead joke. Probably. Probably. But I think it's not going to be too much effort to change what you've got. At the end of the day, they're going to be Egyptian-looking skeletons. I don't think they're going to add anything too crazy from the Kemri line. Like, yeah, like snake warriors and stuff, don't you, in Kemri? So... I don't think they're going to be anything like that. I think you're going to have different variants of skeletons, maybe some like Anubis-esque looking guys, and then um, Team Guardians. No. Um, do you think the It'll thrower right. will still be called a thrower, or do you think it'll be called a runner? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, maybe they make, maybe they change it up, because now passing stats separate, you can have a good passing but bad edge, so they might keep it. So they've got the Tomb but... Kings... Uh, the tomb, tomb guardians, the blitzers, the throwers, and the linemen. That's that's enough for a team. Normally, there's an extra something, isn't there? So I don't know. Be cool to see if they do bring yeah. in another positional. It would be a pain for those people who have bought the third party teams. But actually, at that point, all you have to do is paint a dude's hat a different color or paint the base edge, um, yeah. and and it's good to go. And that's the great thing about Blood Bowl. Uh, okay, let me let me see if i have got my one lined up no i haven't that's not the one uh this one is this mine where's the sheet oh yeah good it was mine and i did kind of have it lined up so for me third party team of the year there's plenty of great third party teams this year oh that's the wrong screen i i just i loved to the very core the Grebo Chaos Dwarfs. I yeah, absolutely not. loved this team. Uh, I just every single one of the models is great. Even the Hobgoblins. Now Hobgoblins in Blood Bowl generally are garbage. Uh, all of the models for Hobgoblins basically made forever in time have been rubbish. These guys just look like really believable dudes. Like they look like assistants to saruman they look like the dregs that are in the bar on any kind of pathfinder or dnd quest like they just look yeah. like they belong every other type of hobgoblin is just mm. is it is is a goblin but these guys look different and you know what on top of that they nailed the bull centaurs the minotaur is great but each one of the chaos dwarves is is brilliant and the Greeblood is is brilliant. The quality, 
was amazing. I was absolutely chuffed with it. I, I'm really impressed with what Grebo have done. And I love this team. And I kind of hope that when I put the vote up, people vote for me to paint this team. Because I'd like to paint this team. <laughs> um, what an is... excuse to paint it. Yeah. Paint it anyway. Just, just do it. No, I've got, I've got to have a bit of causality. Not... There's got to be something in there. Oh, for me. Okay. I've got to, there's got to be a reason. <laughs> and it's going to be a while before we do an 11 series that requires Chaos Dwarves. So, uh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Those were mine. That was Actually. mine. Yeah, I think we got cool. a little, little while before we got an 11 series with Chaos Dwarves. Games Workshop would have to kind of <laughs> land them, wouldn't they? Um, right. So that's the third party team. Uh, STL. Basically. Right. This one, I went for the Punga Underworld team. So it's another Punga. And it's the Underworld team they put on Kickstarter. And I'm wondering, I, I've put, does it count? Because technically this came out with... Um, oh, that's what you meant pirates, by right? Punga World. Ones? Yeah. Yes. Um, sorry if you're <laughs> setting up images. <laughs> I gave you very unhelpful prompt. <laughs> I put Punga World up, yeah. Uh, um, uh, this is tough because this Kickstarter was even before the other Kickstarter yeah. that you kind of snuck in. But it yeah, did. But this was not in an STL form. It did land as an STL in the last year. So in that regard, you are yeah, you are just about. I think okay. I'm really skirting the lines in these bony awards, aren't I? Maybe like, <laughs> I'm glad not on like the Oscar team or whatever. It'll be uh, like okay. technically this film came on like this <laughs> streaming service in January the fifth. So, yeah, uh, Blade really Runner like director's second edition <laughs> cut. Yeah. For the third year in a row, Pacific Rim, because it's now on Switch. <laughs> oh, mate. <clears throat> now, Pacific Rim is underrated. Uh, uh, it's, it's incredible. Okay, yeah, I, I could talk about that video, a whole new podcast about Pacific Rim. Uh, <laughs> I think we should. Maybe not this podcast, but no, I love Pacific yeah. Rim. Do you know what? One of my best memories was uh, one holiday got a cottage on the moors somewhere, and they didn't have a TV. It just had a projector on the wall. So watch The Happening, which is garbage. Potentially the worst film I've ever seen. Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Mr. Personality, runs away from the wind. Garbage film. Okay, God, okay. Just the worst film I have ever seen. I've never been so disappointed. Have I ever been so disappointed? Oh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It should have been cool, but it, mm. it was. It, I thought I lost a... Anyway. Not a great film. Uh, then watched Pacific Rim. Dude, Pacific Rim, when you're in the moors and it's projected onto the wall in a cottage. That's just... It was just, Mate, just so, so happy. Absolutely. Don't look at the IMDb rating. It makes you sad. But the film is amazing. So what, the, the, is... the Pacific Rim. Yeah, I mean, Pacific Rim 2, everyone agrees, is absolute garbage. But Pacific Rim 1... I didn't yeah, get around to watching the second one. And then there was so much... Yeah, exactly. Like, the people yeah. who liked the first one did not enjoy the second one i was like i really i don't i don't need to i don't need to ruin the memory yeah the um the bits where robots punch aliens is really good and then everything else is not good because that's what you really want and pacific room one is robots punch, punching aliens so yeah anyway that's our pacific room podcast that could be the new the new stretch you know like we, there was a cursed city podcast like back in the day oh yeah can't believe they brought that back uh absolute absolute stitch up you know there is no you can't just buy the underworld stl oh there it is 
there it is. Uh, I should have just declared it non-existent beforehand so that the world could have bounced back and gone LOL uh, <laughs> at me. Here we go. Right, let's move you to there. Press F11. Press number two. Go to the other screen. Zoom in. Enhance. Oh, yeah, okay. This is a very cool team, actually. The Underworld team for Punga. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the mine-faced rats are straight out of Blood Bowl 2 to the Blitzers. <clears throat> yep. Um, and they they were really good. And this is something that you can say about Gribo and Punga. Punga were real good at getting the extra positionals in there so that you could play this team with uh, the new addition rules because they've got two Blitzers. Actually, they need a gutter runner. They produced a gutter runner model uh, or a, mm -hmm. a couple of models that worked for it. And it was really, really, really cool. So it's got like this, this, this minor vibe. Uh, the troll. Oh, I love the troll for this team. Yeah, I really like the troll for this. Uh, I love big, it big guy well. models. But yeah, this is, yeah, that troll is really good. Really, really, really good. Um, yeah. All right, Ben, we'll allow that one. We'll allow that one. Cool. I think, I think it's probably fair. Fair enough. Uh, so we need to get you to actually uh, print and uh, paint, and uh, maybe we should do, get you to do a print to pitch for that team. That's a good shot. Yeah, have the uh, STL somewhere. Oh yeah, there are. I've got it on the file. Uh, okay, mine. Mine is a bit of a spoiler. So I said I've got the next print to pitch lined up, and actually this one might be a little bit divisive. I have gone with a team that very closely lines up with the Games Workshop team for Blackhawks. And it is by a uh, Brute Foin. That is definitely not how you say it, but that's how it's spelled. It's, it's basically Sprout, but with a B instead of an SP, Foin mm -hmm. Blackhawk team. Now, this just kind of snuck into existence on Colts. And this is what inspired me to do print to pitch because I was like, dude, this team is wicked. Like, I love this. So uh, one of the things about printing your own teams is about getting the scale right. It's about testing out the supports. Punga, some of the supports are just egregious. Uh, and some of the scale is out. Of, it just got, got me there. And now this team here, it, it looks exactly like the Games Workshop Blackhawk team. And, and, and that's okay because that's... That's kind of what I'm looking for. The, the Games Workshop Blackhawk team is excellent. Like, it's excellent. And having more is just better. So being able to just print out another team. Ben, if they produced a human team that looked like the Games Workshop human team as an STL file, how excited would you be? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Because you can get all your extra positions, like you say, that you need. You get your extra positionals. You can uh, mirror them. You could add some different mm. stuff. And... Um, I've actually printed out a whole team of these and got a guy painted and I'm going to put that on the screen now. This is kind of what's coming in the head. I went with the College of Metal vibe. I printed out a Black Orc and a little Goblin and the scale works and I really love them. I really love this team and um, they, because I don't know who they are, um, are working on a Lizardman team at the moment as well, which is looking really, really, good. really cool. Indeed. I will add as well, with the Blackhawk team, the troll that they've made is straight up better than the Games Workshop one. It looks like the Games Workshop one, but better. I love so this troll. It's, yeah, it's really good. I haven't built it yet. If you need yet. a Blood Bowl troll model, this is probably the best one you can get to fit with any GW team. I will say that. I don't think I've seen one that suits the style more. I've lost the entire team. Oh, it's over there. I had to clean the desk. 
sad. Yeah, the troll is wicked. I, I haven't built him yet because I'm going to build him when I record the video. Mm -hmm. um, but I did paint a guy and I loved him. They paint really well. It's cool. They're slightly different. They're slightly the, the the proportions are slightly different to Games Workshop. Their scale is a little bit bigger than Games Workshop. You have to tone it down a little bit, tone the goblins up, tone the main dudes down. But the troll is wicked, and it's really cool. We've now got three angles of Blood Bowl teams. You've got STLs. Yeah. You've got third party guys who are doing it proper, and then you've got Games Workshop core. This is this is a really good thing. And the thing I said in the very first print pitch is that printing your own team not replacing stuff from a store if this store if this if this team was available in a shop i would 100 percent have gone to the shop and bought the team instead of printing it it's really mm. fun to print stuff but it is more fun to buy a box of something and build it for me like i am still very much in the mindset that actually i'd much rather buy models that are already built uh, that are already made than to make my own like it's fun but for me, it's not, it's a lot of work printing your own stuff. It is, it is, it is a lot of work. Um, yeah, I, th I say like pre-assembled stuff, like even more so is worth it for me. Like I've gotten really involved in like, as in really attracted to the idea of buying something that just comes as one piece, like PVC models, especially when they're well made. That's is that, really nice. Is that Conquest by any chance? No, Conquest you have to put together and it's a bit of a bastard. But oh, um, Good golly yeah <laughs> to put your own models together anything from like simon is what oh, i was sort of enough. thinking like song of ice and fire that kind of thing that's really good i don't know i, I find it really um the, there is i think you and i talked about this when we first talked about like 3d printing models like is there more value like personal value to the like you when you build a dude you part of yourself has gone into building that model in the same way that the the holy emperor in 40k when he touches an astropath's mind a tiny bit that the emperor goes into that astropath and the astropath mm. there has a connection just buying pre-built models for me it just it they're just they're trading cards but they're 3d I, trading cards you can just buy more you buy more I, I think i get that feeling from the painting like I do, I do get the feeling. Don't get me wrong. Like when like, I've kit bashed a couple of things, and I think I'm really attached to those more than any of the other models. Like especially ones that. Orcs, orcs, orcs. I think of one. I'm, I'm, I think I didn't. Done an orc thing, which I, oh, I kit bashed. Anyway, I'm quite a bit. It was I something. Like, oh no, no, I remember what it was. It was my. No, no, they're they're just the black reach ones. The um, my corn army. I kit bashed a Valkyria, from oh, the yeah. Slave of Darkness um herald thing they did in like got neon's back um and i am really happy with that and i still like i have that model that i like look at and thinking this is like the only time i've kit by something that i think looks good and like i'm really proud of and i know i do get that feeling but it is a lot of work and it's, <laughs> i would much rather just paint let's get something out of the box tear it open and start painting it because i enjoy the painting i don't enjoy the, the building i think like um... the result enjoy the journey i think also it depends what kind of game like blood bowl you and you really have to build 11 guys now dark elves they can go right to heck and back because horrid uh but you know every other games workshop team, it's, it's fun it's fun right uh so that is our whole teams the next category has two subcategories and this is best star player slash big guy games workshop first then third party and third party in this regard includes stls because there's a crossover there so be T big guy slash star player for Games Workshop. Who did you go with? 
I went for Scylla, the new one. Um, new Scylla. Scylla Fingrim. Yep, Scylla and Fingrim. Uh, and Fingrim, yeah, okay, cool. Um, With Wood Elf yeah, on base. I... <laughs> yeah. I really, really like this model a lot. Um, I still haven't picked it up myself, but I think I might at some point. If you Business. are willing to do a review, man, I will get it ordered to you. <laughs> <laughs> it might do. Uh, I did also if people have seen that review. I didn't actually cut my hands. So I was just yeah, that was a thing. But um, I did like the comment. It's because I did prick myself <laughs> while opening the box and thought I'll, I'll make a little thing of this in the background because I did. See, see who notices. They they suck. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the blister but, packs that scissors come in. That is just one of nature's most cool yeah. things. What are they doing? How are you going to open it anyway? But yes, Scylla. It's a wicked model, yeah. and I mean Ben. Is this Windsor Chog? Has to be. Has to be. So Windsor, it Windsor so like it's got that kind of cartoony element to it. I love it, and I'm loving a lot of the Forge World stuff they're doing at the moment. Yeah. So Scylla is a great shout. Um, probably better off using this as a blood beast than as uh as anything else yeah i'd say so it makes a perfectly good that or even if you're into like age of sigma and you want them as like a like i don't know maybe a mini demon prince or something i'm sure it's his place there because this model is sick and it it harks back to what i uh, i think i said very early on in our review of blood bowl 2020 is um the art style and the direction they've yep. gone with the game like the theme is so much more sort of like expressive and I don't know vibrant. funny. Yeah. Vibrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it is really this this model I think nails it more than anything in the whole range of this is like kind of what Blood Bowl is. And if I saw this like as like a war gamer, this is Blood Bowl immediately sold. I, I just, think it's just I, so I cool. just love his socks. Yeah, exactly. I, I love yeah, the fact that he refuses to not wear official socks. Yeah. And, and it's just it's just so good it's just so unnecessary and talking yeah. of unnecessary my uh pick was creek rust gouger the new one so the verminator um i think it's fair to say that some of the new forge world models have been a little underwhelming frank was a little bit smaller than a standard golem which is not what you want this guy mm -hmm. is not a lot smaller than an adult child um so <laughs> Yeah. Um by child I mean adult human. That didn't go that didn't go very well. Anyway, this is a huge model. Uh this guy is supposed to be strength seven. And you know what? They've just nailed it. The size is great. It comes in some pieces. It's not the worst model I've ever built. Um I love the design. The artwork is great. The painting matches it brilliantly. I reckon this is another Windsor Chog sculpt. Uh but yeah. it's it's just a just a cybernetic rat ogre and it pulls it off brilliantly and like you said ben this is the kind of model you'd walk past and see and be like oh what's this game like yeah what, what exactly is, what is this and that's what this star players should be i wish these are more accessible to like get into because painting these as like a collection to just like show people just be like hey look like this is blood bowl like, yeah that would be so good so the, good the downside is... is that uh there were, these models are very expensive i think yeah. i think both of these ones we've picked are like 39 40 pounds i think um, creek's 28 oh, creek's actually less but bargain. Is, is a lot absolute more than bargain um at, at the price of a whole team um and you, you're right actually from an accessibility point it's not good and i do like the way that star players work but this has given me a little bit of an idea ben what if um star players came with their own 
team roster. Ooh, so you have like this is like you know Creek's team. Yeah, like Creek's so, boy, isn't it? Get yeah. like a bonus or something. Yeah, so Creek could be um, like his his home team, but that team could have less positionals on it. Like, so you could take uh, you mm. could take Griff Human, but they could have no blitzers except Griff, or just two blitzers and no ogre. Like a way to limit it, so that if you're getting into the game and you'd be like, "Ah, oh, I love Griff. Can I use him ever in league?" No, you can't. You can, but you have to run halflings and lose every game. So it's like, ah, oh, like the Verminator is amazing, but you're only going to get him at tournaments or week eight of the league, unless you're running Skaven and everybody's died already. But actually, having the like you said, like a Creeks Boys roster that is basically an underworld team, but the rerolls are twice the cost. It can't take a standard Rauga or, or something. Can't take Snotlings. Just something slightly different so that you could be like, oh, I'm going to run Creek Rust Gouger in every team. Like, yeah. I am, I am going to have a Creek team. And it's a really cunning way to, like, add an extra 30 teams to Blood Bowl for, for League. Yeah. Because you can't run any these excuse. in League. You can't... Yeah, any excuses I'm on the pitch because, like, yeah, you want to. If you've got this model, you'd want to. Yeah. So. I'll be like, oh, you can run Creek's Underworld team. Oh, what does that do? Like, not a lot, but you get Creek. And that's, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I love hey, that. There you go. Star player, star player home team rosters. Another, another thing. That's a competition idea, I think. Oh, I just, I um, want to do all these ideas. Um, <laughs> what have we got next? A third party star player, big guys, Ben. Yeah. So this one, again, I'm stretching the rules. Um, I've gone for the Grebo Mino. This was part of the Chaos Dwarf team, but I specified the Mino because you could get this separately and use it in a Chaos team. I've got this. I've got the picture. Where's the picture? It's in one of the tabs. Ah, I was prepared. Was I prepared? I was prepared. There we go. You go there. Press F11. Screen two. We've got Tor... Torroth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The Chaos Dwarf Minotaur is great. His head is a little small, but the chunk of him is wonderful. Yeah. The absolute unit, I'd describe him. He yeah. is just huge, hugely thick. Yeah, it's quite stout, but yeah, just so much mass. I, I think it still he, works. He looks, like, um, he looks like a Terminator from 40k. Like he's yeah. All, yeah, does, yeah. all body. He looks like uh, most nfl players um you know <laughs> just this guy's got massive horns it's a great model from a great team and uh it's potentially one of the better individual minor tools out there but there, there is a ton of really good minor tool models but that one is a, is a very 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 good choice so my choice for the big guy or star player uh oh yeah i kind of went for two here so I like to, you know, it's fun to break the rules as well, Ben. Uh, so I went with the Odin, the Death Roller from the Grebo uh, Dwarf oh, one. Yes. With the rolling pin out front, the guy's got a cigar, he's got little levers. He's... Yeah, exactly. See, you've got it right there. Right there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, I love that big guy. It's great. And I love that now with Dungeon Bowl, you can use your Death Rollers as ogres in, uh, in your College of Fire team. So there's actually a reason to pick up a couple of other cool death rollers because every dwarf team lands a really cool death roller. The Fanath one's wicked. Uh, you know, there's some great death rollers out there. 
now you can run them as ogres in a college of fire team it's a brilliant way to do it uh and you can actually get them on the pitch if not that then i was going to go with scroll from grebo um scroll is a really fun character um and the little star player the little undead dwarf uh, it's got the same kind of yeah the same kind of uh dimensions as the minotaur really when it comes to size but it was just a really well executed model i've seen loads of people have painted it really lovely and we've seen a couple of them on whip wednesday and it's like Mm -hmm. oh that is a really fun model and i'm sure i ordered it and i cannot remember where i've put it which 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 upsets me i just buy another one ben stop being ridiculous um (laughs) no really like those i mean there's so many good models out there it's been mm. brilliant. Like in that regard, it's been a pretty good year. Were there any other ones you wanted to mention, like big guys or star player models that were that came out last year that kind of stick with you? Uh, there's been so much good stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, I mean, all of we, we definitely said it earlier with like the Punga trolls, like for their underworld team yeah. or the Snotling team. They've got like more river troll looking ones like that. I always pick them. I think they look really, really good. Um, yeah, we. It's actually yeah, like you say, it's been a really good year for. The big guys and stars um yeah forge would have been smashing it well the new artists they've got on board yeah definitely uh, definitely a windsor chog thing i reckon um mm. okay now we've got best pitch this year ben do you want to do to take this one away um i just put na yeah i think i think all the current all the next following questions we have had the same answers so so um, ben is right yeah. One pitch came out this year, technically, and uh, th- there's been some re-releases. That doesn't really count. The corn pitch landed. And, you know, in my aspect of positivity, I was like, this is really cool. Like, if you like skulls, if you love corn, like, this is just a really cool thing to do. Then I sat down to play against Pete at club with my corn team. I was like, I use my corn pitch. I got it out. And I was like, I cannot see anything here. <laughs> I-, I cannot. We- I had to go into the car and get a different pitch because I was like, this is just too much this is probably the only pitch they've released that i i think might be unusable um it's it's rough it's really rough one side is not as bad as the skull side the blood side Um, is a little bit better but even that was like i don't know and we were playing sideways i don't like playing sideways so i was like uh this is too much this is too much there's too many skulls and then i rolled lots of skulls and burnt through two re-rolls in the first turn of that first half of that game, um, this game. yeah it was cool it's cool i won that game too deal <laughs> it was a good game but the first two turns i was like oh okay that's how it is um both re-rolls gone on turn one it's like one of our games ben um yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so corn pitch was all right and um, most of the pitches that they've released have been really good though i think yeah i think on the on the whole yeah I, I, like we at our tournaments we tend to run virtual pitches because, <laughs> yeah. you know you can get 20 in a box yeah and just, uh, i just have one big box in my boot yeah with one or two of every pitch that i've picked up over the that's brilliant that's the great thing about it having looks really good when you've got different ones like every table is different that actually feels really cool i quite like that uh okie dokie and uh, next up spike it's the corn spike bet because there was only one spike released well technically there was technically 12 and 13 came out but 12 was the nobility and black orc one that had no new rules in so while it did get released i just don't think it stood any kind of a chance against the corn one with new fluff with new star players um yeah and the the chaos cup like that was yeah that was so good 
I do yeah. I do love those league rules and like the the way they they increase that fluff. It's just really really cool. Um yeah. It's it's just a bit sad that 3 months is not a long time to do anything in Blood Bowl land, is it? Um when you're actually playing the game. Like yeah. I mean yeah. it's that's good six games probably during covid probably less um it's been it's been it's been a couple of years it's been a couple it's been yeah it's been fun okay so next we move on to uh head related stuff and ben you're yeah. right we got the same answers for this one so the best bonehead tournament we did run two last year what was your pick and therefore, um, it was november it was the most november. recent one in november um that was just really fun um quite simplified rules like it was just sort of yeah. standard standard stuff um everyone every team could have a bomber which was good fun um we were going to do something kind of crazy with that but we thought you know what it's it's been a it's been a busy year it's as in like not busy um but it was a weird year where people have been playing less keep it simple there was some there was some defrosting to do of gamesmanship exactly. uh, in bonnet yeah. bowl that's what we did bonnet bowl was very vanilla and it was really good to see but bombember was when it kind of really felt like a tournament again um yeah it did yeah and that was awesome fun. I am so excited for Beachhead. Uh, assuming that nothing gets gribbly, with I'm I'm a bit nervous about restrictions and things like that. Hopefully, the next couple of weeks go okay. Because the problem with Bonvet uh, with um, Beachhead is that it is a convention. So if mm -hmm. they say you can't have X thousand people in one place, well, the whole thing might go to hell. Um, a lot which... of people went into the last one. <laughs> Huh? room is, is that room is full a lot of people were yeah. there yeah yeah mm. two years ago so interesting one I, i'm i'm so excited for it um i've just got what, five six weeks to go which is very cool <gasps> yeah wow yeah <sighs> that's gonna be really 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 good uh okie dokie best bonehead episode slash highlight ben what was your choice? We said the same. Yeah. It has to be Bash or Dash. This <laughs> Bash was Dash. so good. I don't think we've laughed so much in a podcast. That <laughs> um, was that was absolute nuts. It was really good. It was really good fun. <laughs> oh, many bash jokes were made. Yeah, this was this was good. This was with was it with Milton and Ian yeah. Warhanam? Yeah. Yeah. Warhanam on there as well. It's your game show. Yeah. We should uh, uh we'll we'll have to bring that one out again. We'll have to bring we it out again. Um, yeah, that was good, or something similar, like along the same vein, because th th it was just a really good format. If you if you want to watch us have like a, I think we we get we start crying of laughter at some point. It's really <laughs> really good. So yeah. we've done a lot of episodes now. Like it's been a it's been a really yeah. busy busy time. Okay, so where do we get to? What what do we talk about? Uh, oh, we did do power rankings last year as well. That's good. I do like power rankings, but that's because I'm an NFL guy tournament formats uh choosing colors bash or dash was february last year wow. wow wow optimistic throwers and passing adjustments league updates death zone speculation franchise leagues ah oh, we did a couple of episodes focusing on death zone stuff bretonia versus nobility that was good ben when we played uh, an actual game with, with the old oh. bretonian team that was good yeah we did we also did underworld versus gutter world didn't we yeah i think that, that was, was that was that was the year before was that actually? Yeah. Oh no way. Really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because oh, the yeah, been yeah. Uh, then there was the the bubble oh. three beta that episode that was quite entertaining. I completely erased that from memory. That was a that was a that was a time. Yeah. Uh, then it was games. Oh, I wasn't there for that. That was probably one. Were you not there? That's one I missed. Oh, it was those. Uh, I wasn't there for that. Sam, Milton, and Sam. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, we did Games Workshop conspiracy theories. We did Sandball review. That was cool. We went to Sandball. That was good fun. Um, oh, here's a funny one. July 25th. Are star players too broken? Turns out they were. Um, <laughs> we did the star player tier rankings. That was good. Vampire hype. That was funny. The corn roster competitive meta. Tournament ready painting. Corner release. Dungeon Bowl. Man, we've had a great year. That's been fun, man. Actually, it's been really fun. Yeah. That's been nice to nice to do Blood Bowl when gaming with Blood Bowl is not as much. When it's not, That's a sentence. When it's, <laughs> when it's not outlawed. It's nice to do Blood Bowl when gaming has not been much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That was a special <laughs> one. And, you know, you go down to episode 50 and that's... That was when we were just talking about the new edition of Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still can't believe that that came out over a year ago now. That that was like, you know, 18 months. That, time's gone so slow and so fast. Oh, I just want to get, get back. I just want to get back. August the 2nd, 2020. Breaking news. New Blood Bowl edition leaked. <laughs> Before then, we were just looking at like secret teams. Spike 9 came out. Oh, yeah. That was a time, wasn't it? Secret teams. We were desperate for... <laughs> we were just exploring. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then boom, everything changed. We had spells, we had snotlings. Oh yeah. man, roster rumble that didn't go quite how I wanted it to go, but it was good fun anyway. I still enjoyed that. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah. Inducements for corn teams. What are we? What are we when did we? April the fourth. Oh, no idea. This is all, all crazy stuff sevens rules man the further back we go as we were talking before the podcast about how long ben's been on um ogre spike review i mean when did when did you did you join us for the world cup builds bonehead basics and tournament series i, think I did uh hangover ball you were definitely on board at that point weren't you so yeah ben i think you've been fully on the podcast for for two years um well it's been nice, but I guess this is where I leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you joined episode 28, Tombstone Tournament Review and Themed Leagues. But I think you'd been on a couple of times before then. Yeah, I don't know, a couple of guest ones. Actually, that's that really, a... it's really funny you mentioned that. Um, there is another podcast out there called oh, yeah. Maximal Fire. Uh, and it's a Adeptus Titanicus and other, other, other Ben... Um, ben Davy, Bonehead Bowl winner, joined us uh, on the podcast, but he's one of the co-hosts of this of uh, of this Adeptus Titanicus pod. And I saw it on the on the feed the other day, and I, that, that Ben is leaving the podcast, and they're not sure what's going to go on with it. And I sent a Snapchat, uh, not Snapchat, I sent a screenshot into the group chat, but I missed out the logo at the top, so it just said Ben's leaving the podcast to focus on like real family. life and family commitments and um <laughs> everyone was like what what's happening to the podcast which ben is leaving me it's like i have either been fired or promoted uh, i don't know what's going in the on worst way as well, just by screenshot in a group chat <laughs> that's the feeling <laughs> so i don't give a, i don't care about my family <laughs> oh, amazing but no, no, 
Congratulations. Uh, that's excellent. Okie dokie. Uh, best Blood Bowl news. Did you really um, agree with me on this one? Yeah. Oh, cool. I did. Because there wasn't, there wasn't, I don't think there was a huge amount. No, I guess not. Um, the May FAQ was, was, was kind of bad. Uh, but the November FAQ, which is what Ben and I chose, the FAQ fixes, where in the November FAQ they adjusted the tiers of a few teams, the star player costs for two star players, and they corrected the sevens rules. It was just a... It felt like a really healthy thing for Games Workshop to give. I say give. I mean, ultimately, it's their game. Like, it's their game. We can play it however we want, but there has to be a group consensus if you're going to be playing off-piste. Um, and that's impossible with gamers. Impossible with humans, to be fair. Um, you have to, you have to, generally speaking, threaten to find them to get anybody to comply with anything. Um, we can't find people for Blood Bowl, so we kind of stick with the Games Workshop rules. And um, the fact that they they kind of popped out those those gameplay corrections. I mean, what 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 did that? What do you think that says to to you about how Games Workshop are feeling about Blood Bowl? I mean, they're looking at it, and I think that's really important. It's not just like something they've released and forgotten about. Like, it's nice to know that they've said that they're, they're keeping an eye on people playing the game, and they don't have many Blood Bowl tournaments of their own, so they're probably looking at other events. That even like includes events that. You know, non-affiliated, then you know, I think that's really cool. So I, I, I like it as long as they're understanding and making adjustments to make the game more enjoyable for people. Definitely, quality of life adjustments, and none of it was overpowered. None mm -hmm. of it was too heavy-handed. I don't think. Uh, I definitely think we'll see Underworld nobbled a bit, but actually, they were they had sixty-five percent win rate. Like they were ten percent. Like. They can afford to, you know, lose one sixth less games and still be above most other teams in the league. So, yeah. like, it's it's a good thing for them to do that. And I don't know. I just really felt the love from Games Workshop for Blood Bowl at the end of the year. And I know it's because they had um, like distribution issues and everything, so everything didn't just couldn't go out throughout the year so at the end of the year it was like boom here's this that you love here's this that you love and this as well and a new team and it just felt like really good and we're going to fix some of the rules not all the rules still desperately need you to fix hail mary pass and um old bazooka <laughs> bill the dwarf um really need you to fix that please games workshop because that is dumb but you know what nothing's perfect and when it comes to games workshop like i think they are batting above average for the service that they're giving to blood bowl we got yeah new teams new additions we got the thing we're going to talk about next um and yeah i just i'm really feeling the love from g-dub and the and i tell you what the only way they could up their game would i think ultimately lead it to comp play cost like 40k like what they're doing in that realm like what and how wizards do things uh with magic the gathering blood bowl doesn't have that generally speaking blood bowl doesn't need that i want that but i want it to be flipping optional for people um because it, it shouldn't it's just i don't think it's healthy unless i don't know unless there's a lot of money to be won um there is in magic well there used to be there isn't in 40k 
that's just a massive loss leader of every element of your soul and wallet. But you do get to have cool tanks, cool armored dudes. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff with 40k. Um, Blood Bowl is amazing, but I that comp play element, if it comes, cool, we'll embrace it. But the community will build soft touch for people because I think that's where Blood Bowl sits best. Now, then, the last award that we have to give today is Best Blood Bowl Release of the Year Other. Oh, you've changed yours. Go for it. I, I did sneakily put something in here. Um, I did initially agree with you. I think I still do, but I did want to shout this out because this did get me very excited. Um, that was, again, if it counts, the quad team Punga Kickstarter. I think that was awesome. To drop like four teams at once being like, you know, take your pick. Go crazy. The four teams which, you know, I think four of the best of their ilk. Um, the Chaos Dwarf. We we have had that debate. I still think yeah. the Punga one slightly yeah. takes it. Um, that's but that's just my personal style of what I like in models. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I really enjoyed this as a release, if that counts, because it technically isn't out. Um, well, I imagine that they're one of those teams is probably going to win next year's uh, team of the year from you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next year, because they'll be released the STLs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually don't like Kickstarters with multiple teams. Okay. Uh, like, I, I mean, I'm never going to say no to it, and it is pretty awesome to have all that element in, but why would you not want to spread it out from a from a from a corporate point of view but there is a there is a there is a massive like community element to it as well but from a corporate point of view um there are people who would have ultimately as like an as an annualization will spend half or a third of what you could have got them to spend across the year um, i know what you mean and yeah the community aspect is Games Workshop, and if Punga going to do this with way one big Death Star release, I don't know if it's better than multiple medium releases. I think because we create content, I like the regular release schedule rather than the one Death Star one. But I think you've mentioned this before, mm. where you're like, when Blood Bowl gets so much massive um, pump from Games Workshop, it draws other people to it. Uh, maybe yeah. that's the case with Punga as well. Yeah, like they had, like what they had three teams in a Kickstarter last year. No, year before the undead. Four teams in a Kickstarter trio. last year. But seven teams across. It was eighteen months. Like they could have done a team every three months, you know, two to three months, and yeah. stretch that out. And I think it could have actually been really exciting. You know, three months, new Punga. But I think. Maybe one of the reasons, I don't know the logistics of it, but maybe one of the reasons having maybe they're limited to amount of Kickstarters they can do. That could be it. And maybe they can only do like I, I don't know if Kickstarter has it in terms and conditions. Yeah, maybe you can't do one every like three months or something. Maybe actually um, that's that's fair. That's fair call. Yeah. But, um I don't know. It, it just they could retail them. I I but no that that has other logistics. If if this Kickstarter, if the Norse Kickstarter was landing January i'd back it but yeah. it landed at the same time as all of the corn stuff and the grebo stuff and i was like i 
cannot justify another 200 pounds on blood bowl i just not even me like i'm i'm mad on it but right now like it feels like a bit of a miss it feels like that big thing happened but it also happened at the same time as grebo's and the same time as games workshop's big push and it just feels like there is a funnel like you can get like so you can get people to pay 30 pounds a month for a hobby you can't always get them to spend 300 pounds in one go yes Yes. and ultimately that's you know a little bit better and then we get more content and the game feels more alive that's how i want games workshop to do it and with the third parties actually it's in their best interest to do it however they want but there will be people who bought one team who would have bought all of those teams across the year yeah that that is a very fair point because they're like oh which very... one do i want i want both oh do i i can't afford both so i'll just go for this team and and, and actually I'm left a bit baffled by it. I'm like, I don't understand yeah. that one. But hey, they did brilliantly well. It was a massive Kickstarter. And I guess there is a, a marketing aspect of like, this is a huge successful Kickstarter because it was four in one. So mm. fiscally, it might be fine. And if they're only ordering to order, then actually it probably doesn't matter too much. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to know. It'll be interesting to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, my pick for release of the year was unsurprisingly Dungeon Bowl. Like, I, I've got to give an honorable mention to Death Zone because Death Zone, the book, was so much fun. Like, that was just dripping with just stuff that's fun. Like, so good. We had giants, we got cool wizards, we got everything. Like, it's really, really, really great. And then we just got dungeon ball we got everything that we basically wanted from games workshop this year we yeah got i mean giants back sevens yeah. proper dungeon ball proper like they games workshopped it and didn't do it quite how we'd want it but we're consumers nothing will ever be what we want because everybody wants slightly different um and i uh, but it's been awesome fun to play. It's great to see it back. I am 100% aware that it's going to be some garbage limited release and people aren't going to be able to get it and it's going to fade away and just exist in the background. And you know what? That's fine because that's where it was anyway and it was still cool. Now there's just there's, there's hope. Um, I loved it. Some of the stuff, I'd, you know, it's fine. But it was just... I think you and I went into this year and I think this is the thing I was like, I'd love to see Dungeon Ball. Like, yeah, I'd really sure. love to see Dungeon Ball and boom, we got Dungeon Ball and it's been it's really great fun. fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I was really impressed by it. So, you I, you I, loved I, it. You were probably really. I, I did. I, I want it to go. I want to do more with it. I, I want, I want to see League Dungeon Ball. So. <laughs> <laughs> No. I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I hope it's not just something that's kind of like a flash you know, and forgotten. Um, you never yeah. know with Games Workshop. Yeah. They might do nothing. They may just do nothing with it and then next September release an expansion for it. Uh, you know, just give us a roadmap for goodness sake. However, I feel like we're kind of straying into predictions and desires for 2022. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we are back. So it is now time where we prognosticate and hope for stuff in the upcoming year. But I think it's fair to say that before we go into the first prediction, we we, we did predict a couple of things for this year. Ben, you and I both predicted a team to come out. Mm. 
I, I'm going to give you the moral victory because Squigs, <laughs> Squigs didn't even remotely land. Um, uh, I don't know. No. Nah. Anthem has kind of a squiggish face. Is there any kind of squig in Blood Bowl at the moment? There isn't. Not there sure. is. Wait, is there? The Christmas squig had the Christmas Games Workshop squig had Blood Bowl rules. It was just the black uh, black gobbo because it was called the red gobbo. But there is a oh, Blood Bowl card. Yeah. Uh, but again, yeah. I, and uh, your prediction, okay. your prediction was what team did you expect or hope? So I expected Sl- Slanesh as like the Slan rework, but which it's... I'm still. <laughs> and I predict because like, that is coming. That is coming. Please make it happen. <laughs> Games Workshop. I need to be right. So uh, Ben predicted the Slanesh team to replace the Slan team, and actually the Corn team mm. landed to replace the Corn team. So I, I, you weren't far off. It was closer. You had very good reason because the Slanesh bomb had just landed in Age of Sigmar, hadn't it? Yeah, exactly. They kind of had their. Their design was kind of fresh. I thought maybe they could reuse some of the... Sorry, I hit the mic. Maybe they could reuse some of the sculpting there. Um, I, I thought I thought it would be there. But I'm happy with the corn team. I think it's, I think it's legit. I think oh, it's really good. Yeah. I love the corn team. I think it's landed brilliantly. Um, and I'm, I'm absolutely jazzed to see a new team. Mm-hmm. Tiff should have finished work like half an hour ago. That shouldn't come home yet. Hope a car hasn't broken down again. Um, anyway, cool. So that leads us on to the very first prediction. Ben, team teams for this year, what do you predict we're going to see? What do you expect to see? Not what you hope for, although they may be the same thing. Okay, I outside of this, because um, that is also a hope and a prediction, mm-hmm. I think we are going to see some high elf free work. Yeah, high elves seem number one. Seem pretty likely. Uh, it mm-hmm. feels likely with the the tier adjustment and uh, uh, somebody, quite a few people actually flagged that the is it the team of heavens, the college of heavens, was yes, a bit light, and the high elves would slip nicely into there. Um, so okay, uh, let's, let's go for an over under. How many teams of legend do you think we'll see released this year? High elves, chaos dwarf, max. I don't think we'd see any more than that, but those are the two I think most likely. Chaos Dwarves, High Elves, so two. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. How many teams do you think they'll release this year? Two. Two. Oh, that is a low ball. And so two to three, and it will be. That's what I mean. It's it's either going to be. That's why it's two max of teams of legend because it's either both of those, or one and another. I really don't think we'll see more. After so, last year, where we only had the one, I think a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think we'll see three teams this year. I'd like four. Okay. They said they wanted four, and I mean, what have we seen in the last five teams? Brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. Slightly changed out of the last five. So I, I don't know, man. I think ah, uh, she went looking for petrol. And it was unsuccessful. That's concerning. Great. Run out of petrol again in the local area. What is going on? Uh, fortunately, I've seen Mad Max. <clears throat> um, <laughs> That's why I painted up big red. <laughs> yeah, big, yeah. there we go. The bonehead mobile. Um, 
two teams of legend and one special team one new team uh i could probably see that i, that's, I could probably see that but you think i think i'm being cynical and pessimistic with the two that's the being cap. safe with the two three would be ideal i could what do you want to be i could see one new team and one team of legend and that being it you know do you reckon I, I, but... you reckon slash should be the new team oh gosh no no Oh, okay, fine. No, okay, no, no, never going to see a Slanesh team. Um, that's not fair. <laughs> we will. I just don't think this year. So, okay. High Elves, I think, it just it just feels there. It feels time for High Elves, which is a weird mm. thing to say, but I don't know, and probably means absolutely nothing because I was pretty sure that Chaos Dwarves were going to come out when the Corn team came out. Um so you reckon High Elves, Chaos Dwarves, probably, and then maybe a Slanesh team? Yeah, I reckon. That that's, would be my prediction. That's pretty solid. I am going to say we will see another Stunty team this year. Another? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know that I'm kind of like pitching for, for Squigs again, but I think Games Workshop are comfortable introducing medium to not good teams. Mm -hmm. it's new territory uh and to be fair there's a lot they could do they could have a chaos stunty team they could have a different halfling team like there's a they could have the squig team like there's 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 a lot of space there they could go into without actually having to do much work yeah uh, i mean some kind of uh minotaur goblin hybrid team like mm -hmm. the the goblins are herding the minotaurs. This is what they do now. Like that'd be sweet. I'd be well up for that. Like it's cool. You know uh, what? With a um with a squig team, that could be an interesting design space where it could be a stunty team, but it could be like a strength three, strength four stunty team. They have stunty but high strength. But then maybe the drawback is you know their ball ball handling is pretty limited because they are squigs. So you, in terms of actually playing the ball, they really struggle. Kind of like Henry, you know, he's quite he's like quite a powerhouse of a team, but struggles with the ball aspect. Um, but it doesn't really matter if the entire team is dead. I think that could kind of be the Squigs' outlet, but you've got that kind of high strength, stunty yeah, aspect of it. I think it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's it's not something that's going to run away with the game. What we've seen is that things that can handle the ball and have good strength, Hackflem, Griff, like mm -hmm. they can just dominate the game. But actually, teams that are good at one or the other you know wood elves are taking a bit of a hooning because then they can yeah. they can't really fight for for toffee uh you know so yeah i i, I mean i i'm expecting to see another stunty team I, I that is going to be my solid prediction is that we will have another stunty team this year i'd like it to be squigs it makes sense for it to be squigs but there's a ton of other stuff they could do they could have a tree man team with flipping squirrels or forest spites or something like there's just so much that they could do they've talked about if dryad it's zinch, teams. i'm gonna be so annoyed if it's what if it's zinch i'm gonna be so annoyed it's hammering would be on slanesh and if i get the wrong god again yeah. gonna, I'll, be, I'll be happy that it's there but i'll be glad i'm wrong yeah no there's that so i'm i'm gonna predict stunty team for this year i'd like it to be squigs um okay let's let's uh Let's put a bet on Ben. Chaos team okay. landing this year. Whoever loses has to do twenty-four hour hobby stream. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. So Slanesh or Zinch, I'll let you choose. 
Oh, slash. Okay, well, Zinch. I like it. Okay. Whoever loses gets 24, I'll be streaming. The other one can chime in at reasonable hours whenever they want and mock them. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> can I also get in there that if they do release a squig team, um, you have to do a 24-hour hobby stream? <laughs> yeah, okay. Go for it. Because I'm more likely to do it out for fun anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Cool. So okay, teams... Squigs, I do it. Slash, you're doing it. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to take another pick? Uh, for teams, yeah. For for me to, you know, then I I got oh. two I got two choices. You get two choices. It only seems fair. Okay. Um. The only two teams get released this year. Ooh. So I'm gonna be doing a, only two? a Christmas hobby stream. What do I have to paint? Yeah. What do I have to paint, or just a team of your choice? Uh, the inevitable slash team. <laughs> gonna be that team regardless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. Okay, uh, next prediction, um, expansion. What do you think we will see, expansion-wise, not a team, if anything, for Blood Bowl this year? That's Blood Bowl 3 count? Uh, I think that's optimistic. <laughs> uh, <Okay. laughs> um, well, I don't know. A Blood Bowl 3 is a good one. I, I I am really... I'd forgotten about it until to, yeah, today someone... someone commented a video saying hey when it lands we'd love to watch you play through the campaign i'm like oh man i forgot about video games like yeah they, they were like you maybe you could do it on blood bowl 2 like as a, as a goodbye tour i'm like actually that's a really cool idea i might bust out the blood bowl 2 and do some do some games um yeah blood bowl 3 would be great but tabletop wise expansions blood bowl's kind of complete now the only things that are missing would be death bowl which is the four player version yeah uh street bowl which is fine i sevens is significantly better than street bowl um otherwise i know like a bunch of other stuff do you know uh could it be a death zone two could it be a dungeon bowl expansion um it know. might bring blitz bowl to other regions that's not usa and germany you know that's still in my car <laughs> it's still in your car okay it's still in my car <laughs> yeah um yeah, and there by the way, since about July, people. <laughs> I think it was whenever the Maximal Fire uh, tournament was, because I used the collection of that game as an ex as an oh, excuse yeah. to go down and have a look at all the Titans playing. Um, yeah. Uh, right. What do you think then? What do you think, if anything? Do you think we'll get anything for the tabletop that is not a, a team spike pitch <laughs> dice? Uh, to go I'm with. not sure because if, if you'd asked me this last year which you probably did I don't think I'd have said Dungeon Bowl I don't think I'd have believed you yeah, I, don't think, I don't think anyone believed me I think we, we had we had a chat with Sam Frenzy Garner and I think I just chucked an offhand comment of like I'd really love to see Dungeon Bowl like that'd be great but it's never going to happen mm. and then boom it landed but <sighs> I'm going to say no but I'm I'm not confident in it because I'm only saying no because I genuinely cannot think what they would add and that's it. This is this is we are now into uncharted territories with Blood Bowl. And mm. I am I am not even slightly fearful. I am now just pure excited. Yeah, because for sure. these guys are great at coming up with brand new stuff. They are generally speaking, a bit harsh perhaps, terrible at looking after stuff that's already working well. Mm-hmm great at coming up with new stuff it's not always balanced it doesn't always make sense but creatively they're awesome 
It's like me and all of my hobby projects. It's like me and everything I do in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've got this amazing idea and we can do this and this and this. And then I've got this other amazing idea and I can do this and this and this. Um, Wait, it's not developed? I, I'm not interested. Like, yeah. Uh, and you know what? More than Games Workshop, nail that. To the, I, um, mm. Okay. Expansion-wise, do you think we'll see Death Zone 2 this year? We could with more Dungeon Ball stuff, especially if they have more teams. They might introduce more college stuff, maybe variants or like, you know, making your own college rules. You know, they give you a sorting hat and whatever. <laughs> um, stick on all your models and tell your college uh, I would find, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You've got the D&D source book for the Harry Potter Magic the I Gathering do. thing. I, yeah, know, I, I know you'd play. Uh, it would be a sorting helmet anyway. Oh, yes. The Sorting Helm of... <laughs> yeah, uh, the Enchanted Sorting Helm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess from like a formulaic point of view, from like a business point of view, them dropping a Death Zone in April every year with stuff in, like, let's face it, Death Zone they released this year, none of it sees play. Mm. So whatever they put in there, None of it. That's it, none of it sees play. I mean, none of it's com competitively used because it's all just even fun. in our league. It's not used a lot, is it? Yeah, We've exactly. Had a couple of occasions, you know, people take random potions. I think. Yeah, but it's really cool. So actually, there's no yeah, reason they is. can't then go and do that. And this is why I'm so excited for it because they have just got carte blanche now to do whatever the heck they want. And if if you work for Games Workshop and you want some ideas, please come and talk to us because we have got them all. And uh, like, yeah, I, if if this was my job now, if they were like, hey, Ben, we want you to plan two Blood Bowl expansions every year, I would do it for the rest of my life and we'd never do the same thing twice. So yeah. there's plenty of space to go. I do think we'll see a death zone. Uh, I have no idea what will be in it. I, it will be small. It will still cost the same amount of money. Uh, uh, and I, I I, think that's what we'll see. Um, I would love to see an expansion for Dungeon Bowl. I think you're probably right, Ben. I think uh, a death zone with some Dungeon Bowl stuff in is potentially the way they'll go. And it might just be that actually it happens next November and it's an annual thing like the Almanac was. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like, hey, here's like a, the the upgrade for this year, the upgrade for this year, and every year you pay twenty five pounds and get stuff. And it, it, you know what? That's cool. Do you think we'll see any other game modes land? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, like, if if this book came out, then I think there'd be something in there. Something. I'm not sure what it would be. I, I don't. I don't think they're gonna do. Was it? Death Bowl. Danger Bowl. Yeah. Death Bowl. Uh, I, I don't think they do that. I uh, for, for me personally, that kind of mode, I've never played it. I'm not sure it appeals to me massively. Not sure. Um, Death Bowl um, 7s would be great. Right. Four-player 7s game. Like, that would actually be quite good. An hour and a half, potentially, to get it done. Mm. That's reasonable. Uh, Full-on 11s, that's a chunky, like, boy, that's, that's, that's like four hours and... Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you want to play that, you're the kind of person that will make your own pitch to play it. Like, yeah, we were going to do it, weren't we, on Roll Twenty? Because Sam Fredzi Garner was like, oh, "Dude, we were, yeah," we were. Uh, and then everything changed. Like, we had a whole paradigm shift. Um, yeah, you, this is okay. This this is going to sound random, but promises related. Have you ever played Fire Emblem? 
I've played the earlier ones. I've not played the most recent ones. Okay. Recent so I, it might be in the earlier ones, but GBA so, element. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It, it, this may be in the earlier ones. I, I, it's definitely in the latest one. But in Fire Emblem, you usually have one v one, right? And Blood Bowl and Fire Emblem have kind of honestly pretty similar control mechanisms. That's you fair, move around actually. a grid, a square grid, and they have like weaknesses, and you know teaming up with allies yeah. is stronger. And you guys yeah. level up, and yeah, that's yeah, cool. it's a it's a strategy RPG. It's a, it's a it's Blood Bowl is a JRPG, and um, <laughs> then in, in the latest one in Three Houses, it's really fun. And then you have the occasional battle where it's one v one v one, and I get so stressed in those games when there are two opponents, <laughs> even though they're fighting each other, you, just having like a whole nother level to think about. I, I, I can't handle it. And I think, <laughs> I think Blood Bowl with multiplayer would be like that, where it's just like, okay, I need to position that exactly there. Exactly <laughs> there. That means that person can only do this. And I've limited their options. And then someone else comes in just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to punch you out of the way. And then all of your plans are shattered because now they have they can do this. And yeah, okay, that, that's the bit. That's that's why I don't like the appeal of Blood Bowl with more than two players. Have you ever played Commander in Magic the Gathering? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. Ball player. With the fat deck where everything, yeah, you know, Highlander. Yeah, Highlander, yeah, absolute carnage. Um, it, I think uh, I think Death Bowl would be cool as a one-off event game. So actually, if people wanted to see us play at a we could do it like for the summer we could make a pitch and we could stream a game but it's an event it's not a replayable thing i think uh like in the way of blood bowl 11s and 7s you can play to your heart's content dungeon bowl bit of an event game right you don't want to play it too often because of the setup time and all this kind of stuff death bowl is the apocalypse of, of, of blood bowl um it's like uh let's do this once a year because we want to as opposed to because it's going to be fun uh, <laughs> i think so yeah i'm with you i don't think we'll see that i actually don't think we'll see any different um any different modes or, or anything that, that come out i think what we've got now is what we'll always have um and i'm very okay with that let's just have rules let's have wizards let's have leagues let's just like there's plenty of stuff let's have coliseums like let's just there's there's a ton of stuff we can do um and that's cool that's cool with me i'm good to go mm. um i'm very happy with that um the only thing i could potentially see them doing is them and i don't think they would but what about uh kill team arena they have the double-sided maps the double-sided boards with walls and stuff all on there maybe i could see them doing a blood bowl arena uh, so standard 11s sized pitch, but with areas blacked out for walls and with two different catacomb setups, like with catacombs for Warcry. Uh, that's the only thing I could see them doing. I don't think they would because they've got Dungeon Bowl. But, I was going to say, yeah, Dungeon yeah. Bowl kind of fits in that brief, right? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I could see them kind of doing that as a different thing. Um, arena bowl or something and play sevens on an 11s pitch with double-sided like cut out bits i mm. like i could see them doing that that actually would be great fun um but that doesn't exist right now so i don't know you don't know what we're gonna see so uh yeah i mean next prediction when are we gonna see blood bowl 3 oh that was on the list okay okay <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I think we could probably save this for this year's bonies, couldn't we? What's that, mate? Sorry? We could probably save this for next year's bonies. 
don't know if this is going to be a thing. I don't know. What's the latest news on Blood Bowl 3? Uh, I actually have no idea. I don't it's think it's February anymore. Um, It was February for a bit. But I have some news. Some news. It just says 2022 on their website. Uh, Theme have a thing. Theme just says 2022. There had to have been some. Tabletop Fest live on October 22nd. They There was a live stream. Hey, everything you need to know about Blood Bowl 3. <laughs> well, the uh, the Nintendo Switch version of Blood Bowl 3 will be released on December 31, 2022. Oh, that's, that's reassuring. <laughs> and the PS4 version and the PS5 version and the Xbox version. Wikipedia says February 2022. That was the original date. No, that wasn't. That was, that, was, that was the first pushback date. Oh, yeah. In June 2021, it was pushed back to Feb 2022. Yeah. It was originally going to be August 2021. It was. It was indeed. Okay. Right. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe we'll, yeah. see, a police, maybe we'll see a PC release in February. Um, Could be. Yeah. I mean, it had work to do. It had work to do. And I'm more than happy for them to, to delay it as long as it needs to be delayed. Because first impressions seriously matter with video games. And if this thing releases broken, it's not going to be great. Um, yeah. I mean, it just has to be as good as Blood Bowl 2. Right, that's it. Right. Yeah, that is honestly it. Yeah. Right. Blood Bowl 2 was, was great. Like, did all the stuff. Graphics were fine. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. great. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, um, they just kind of copied that and put new teams in with the correct rules. They could have had that released in like a month and um, everyone would have been super happy. Yeah, but that's not how games companies do things. Uh, I do think we'll see uh, BB3. Do you think we'll have Sevens or Dungeon Bowl in it? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so. I think maybe, maybe we can have Sevens in a year or two as DLC. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Because technically, like, it works the same, just with a smaller pitch. Like, they should be able to make that work. Um, yeah. But again, it's about dev time and whether people will play it. You should play it. Dude, if we could play Sevens on BB2, games would take like 25 minutes. It would be it amazing. Really would, yeah. It would, would be, be good <laughs> amazing. Like, you could play a Speed Sevens tournament of five games of an evening. Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's sadly, that's not going to be the case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what other? What, let's just let's just throw it open now. BT predictions for Blood Bowl and or general wargaming for next year. This is kind of where we just spar now. Um, notable I things. Think, I think Blood Bowl. Oh, sorry, going on. It's your posh nightcap. That's what that is. Disorder <laughs> 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 a posh drink. <laughs> I'm sat here with a can of Tesco Blue Spark, Ben. You've got Disorono. Disorono. It is if you say it like that. Disoro well, um, yeah. Disorono, yeah. I had a meeting today that's called the Ra Ra, and it's really impossible <laughs> to. Yeah, it's called. I do not like that. Uh, a retail activity resource alignment meeting, but uh, it's the Ra Ra, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, it's that something. Okay, that's better. Off, off, off to the rah rah. Off to the rah rah. <laughs> um, it was a good meeting. It only took 21 minutes. It was awesome. Anyway, yeah, uh, Di Sorono boy, what do you reckon? Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be too crazy for Blood Bowl. I think everything we've predicted so far is optimistic. And I think if we get any of it, it's going to be good. 
Um, in terms of general wargaming, I would like... This is a personal thing, because this is a, a personal and podcast prediction, as noted in the show notes I was given. Um, I would like to see uh, an uptake in cool new games, perhaps. So I like I've been I've been excited about Conquest. I would like to see that kind of take off in the local scene. And we've had some friends that already taken interest, which is really exciting. If they release and these Romans, I'm in. Like I'm they're in. coming. Yeah, they come in this quarter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm in. I'm in. We we might see that. Um, that would be really fun because the game is honestly really really good. And if you're into war gaming, try it. It's really cool. And the company behind it. Um, that's a plan. All right. Um. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think while Blood Bowl kind of ticks away, we'll always be there. We're running tournaments. Always going to be fun. That's kind of what I want to see in 2022. I want to see these war games take off, you know, all these, diff these different systems, the bit of variance, bit of variance. Maybe we could incorporate some of that into our own rules or something like that. I would love that. I always on the lookout for the second system. Thought it was going to be Curse City, which is coming back, but too late. Dead on. You're dead to me now. Uh, ben, I realised something that we completely glossed over that would oh. make a really sensible expansion is a star player book. Oh yeah, of I course. can't believe. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this time and time and time again. Um, Ripper. Yeah, exactly. That's Ripper what in 2022. Yeah, that's what we want to see. I was looking at my troll on the side yeah. i was like oh yeah ripper yeah a star player compendium something like that would work brilliantly mm. um but if they release a squig team ripper could be in that book good just the ripper fungus just, just yeah exactly ripper fungus scrapper, scrapper nobbler you know all the old boys come back you've got madcap migs you've got a squig team everybody is a winner especially yeah. ben with other Ben's 24 hour stream. <laughs> Painting squigs. Yeah. Um Should we do a conquest stream when the when the Romans come out? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, really I'm on board. I'm on board, man. I am on board. Yeah. We've got it on air now, so that's locked in. Let's do it. Let's get this hobby on the go. Uh okay. Uh predictions, other stuff for gaming. Um uh Blood Bowl predictions, third party stuff, uh Hunger, uh, chundering along. Grebo was smashing it at the moment. Um, we're seeing some great work, some some different work, but some great work from like uh, WA Games and Norber and stuff. So mm -hmm. there's there's a good collection of third party. So I think the support for uh, for Blood Bowl is going to continue to go, and I think it's going to continue to grow. And that is something that I really want us to focus on supporting. Um, the more stuff there is for a game, the more love there is for the game, the more exactly. alive it is, it draws people in. And I think that's something that we're good at doing, you know? Yeah, I mean, look at Space Marines. They have 700,000 <laughs> models and yet still selling them. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, I love you. Love your prediction of uh, kind of smaller games, tier three games um, coming out. A bit. There is kind of a tier of games, isn't there? There's tier one, which is AOS 40k. There's tier two, which is like Blood Bowl, Necro, and stuff like that. And then there's tier mm. three, which is kind of the better produced indie games. Uh, I'd probably say like Ice and Fire was tier two. Uh, yeah. Legion was probably tier two as well, maybe tier yeah. one. Um, but Conquest potentially at the moment tier three could be tier two with some popularity boost it's that games workshop games games workshop games are popular because 
they're made by Games Workshop, therefore they're everywhere. Um, the marketing, yeah, yeah and the, they, the they, player base already. Yeah. They nail it. They nail it. Uh, so predictions for general gaming. Uh, ooh, what 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 we're we gonna see this year? What could be cool? Um, I'm not fussed. I'm not fussed. There's no big movies coming out that I'd like to see a miniature game for. They've been through the Lord of the Rings thing. You know, there's nothing cool like that coming. That we've kind of Pacific like Rim. Pacific Rim. <laughs> There is a Pacific Rim like miniatures game. Four millimeter, um... dude, <laughs> dude, it's already there. Not only is there a Pacific Rim miniatures game with the uh, the dodgy pony, whatever it's called, um, and there's also uh, Monster Apocalypse, which oh, is a Pacific Rim miniatures game. Yeah, or Kickstarter. There was something. I remember seeing oh, yeah, the models for it. Yeah, I remember seeing it and being like, "Oh, cool." Oh, that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay. There's probably some okay. decent STLs for that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think Warhammer Plus is probably is going to continue to suck and, and you, you win out of that one, Ben. What was that? Warhammer Plus uh, was... Uh, <sighs> don't get me started. Don't get me started was, on that was one. Bad. Listen, I've, already, I've already been too hostile in this episode yeah it's sad it's sad because you're right oh oh okay uh my prediction is a specialist game returns uh either battlefleet gothic war master or man of war or epic will come back in a really bad mini release like they did with adeptus titanicus like Here's a very small amount of stuff. No, it was a great release, but because of the game it was. But it would be a case of like, hey, here's two fleets. Here's, Mm. and that's it. And actually, Battlefleet Gothic works brilliantly for that because a lot of the ships can be used to both sides. It ties in with the heresy vibe. I think think we'll see uh, Specialist Games boost. That's that's a big out there prediction, but that's, that's what I'll go with for a Games Workshop thing. Yeah, that's pretty solid. All right. Any other predictions before we go into hopes and wishes and dreams, Ben? Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. Don't think I can predict too much. All right. Do you want to go? Uh, let's let's do three. Let's do three. Three stuffs that we want to see this year: Blood Bowl, General Gaming, whatever. Um, I want to see Beachhead go ahead. I. <laughs> I massively agree with you on that one. Uh, I mean, should we just say that the first thing we want to happen this year is for this COVID situation to safely d- dissolve, go away, so that we can go... Because it felt like it was. Like, oh, I know. going into October last year was like, boom, let's get this going. We've got a tournament coming. We've got like 40 people coming to that tournament. We've got like 80 people coming in February. We're back. This is great. And then this whole Christmas thing is going like, oh, for goodness sake, we're right back in that mm-hmm. situation of are we allowed to do stuff? Is it the right thing to do to do stuff again? It makes planning these things hard. Like, mm. And that's, that's lame because we wanted to do like top table streaming and stuff like that but we we don't even know if we the vent can go ahead so it's really just kiboshed our ability to 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 make that next step forward um yeah but yeah ben that's an absolutely brilliant one um what do i want to see and do this year got married last year that was awesome probably want at least a year before we have a kid so let's save that for the 2023 version of this um 
I, I just want to focus on doing a good job with the podcast. Uh, I, I, I'm so excited to finish up the Bona Championship when we can start mm-hmm. doing some filming again. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can start, you know, wrapping that up. I'm excited to go into the finals. We've got two regular season games to play, then the three final games. And uh, I think I think we're pretty set on going into Dungeon Bowl after that, right, Ben? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well excited for that. Yeah. Well excited. That's going to be really good fun. And then probably sevens again. And then, I don't know, maybe we'll get into like a, an annual cycle. But what I'm really excited to do is work with with ben and the crew and just make some great blood bowl and other like content because it's a lot of fun and hanging out with your friends and building stories is everything that this is all about and that's it's just wicked because that's what we do here is we share our stories like that's all any of this is is just building Mm -hmm. and sharing great stories and series and it, it I love it. It's great fun. And I, I just, I'm so excited for the walls to come down because, oh, we had nailed it with that dungeon ball set. Well, we hadn't nailed it, but we made some some progress. Like from what we do with the Bonin Championship to what we did with the first dungeon ball game. And then the, the strides we took to the second dungeon ball game. I was really excited to take the third leap. Um, for the next thing because actually we we can do some cool stuff in wargaming this year not just for blood bowl i really want to i really want conquest to be good and i would love to to i'd love to tap into your excitement for that to us to do some content for that to share that game um you know and and i want to i want to finally get engage finished because i planned to finish it last year but don't know just didn't and that's kind of where i'm headed this year is that i'm going to be wrapping up projects i need to finish things even when they get hard and and complicated like i really want to get our short stories published but that's just something that because they're in 37 different places it's really hard for me to get my head around and Mm -hmm. i really want to get that done but it's just taking forever to to kind of coalesce it um and you know you learn as you go on and this year there's going to be all about actually executing things really well and making it as easy for us as possible to have a great time with a pretty big audience now that's been really good fun what else is on the list yeah. for you bt for you personally hobby wise whatever um this is a personal one um got a house move coming up um i i think in actually potentially hopefully two episodes time for the episode after the next one i'll have a different backdrop which will be exciting that would be um, cool yeah, so uh, that's that's coming up personally, which is really, honestly, a big thing to look forward to. Um, being able to get a house with my partner, um, currently in this one, but we managed to buy a place, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, we've got, I've got a game, I've got a room there dedicated to. Well, I say dedicated. <laughs> it's <laughs> allocated half of a room that my partner has kindly said, "Yeah, you can set up your paints there," which is awesome. So I don't have to share it with my work desk. Um, so that, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I, so I, that's I, gonna be. I think what you mean is you're currently sharing your painting desk with work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, that is an absolutely brilliant thing. Um, mm. I mean, it's gonna be a good year. We're gonna have some great tournaments. Yeah. Gonna make some personal growth things. The channel's gonna carry on. We're gonna keep pushing it. We're not going away. 
Um, and it, it, I don't know about you, man, but seeing the Adeptus Titanicus podcast, not, not fall apart because Alex is still going to maintain it and find somebody else. And we did it with Rich, like Rich couldn't commit to it anymore. So I've tricked you into it. So I'm quite figured out how and why you're still here, but apparently just telling you we're doing this podcast every other Thursday and you've never said no. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, until, you, until you break the news over group chat. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, so corporate JPEG. Ben has decided to leave. Uh, is there anything else, Ben, you want to see this year? Um, just some games, man. Yeah. Lots of games, lots of games. So this is kind of where we put it over to you guys as the listeners. Uh, as you know, we're behind on messages. I'm hoping to catch up in the next couple of weeks with things kind of settling down a bit now. But what do you want to see from us in the next year? Like, what is it that you want to see? Ben did some great work in the in the Patreon chat uh, on the Discord being like, what content do you want to see from us? We're here to hang out with you guys, make Blood Bowl stuff so that you can get your Blood Bowl on when you can't get your Blood Bowl on. That's that's the goal of this. But we want to do some more. We want to do it well. Um, and yeah, what, what do you want to see? What is it that you guys are looking forward to from Games Workshop, from us? Because this is a big community and, and you know, there's a massive thank you to each and every one of you out there that listens and that, that calls in, that sends messages, that supports us, that comes to our tournaments. The the people in the Patreon supporting us, which is amazing. It means we can get the new releases when they come out and we can do the previews. We, we can get access to the models and we can do stuff. Um, you know, it, it's awesome and we massively appreciate your support. Um, and what the reason I was complaining about postage at the beginning is because we've got Patreon new 2022. That's going to be uh, not 2020 anymore. New Patreon loot. I've got it on the way and I didn't want to say anything until it was here because I've got proof of concept stuff coming on the way. But even though I ordered them five weeks ago, still not here. So it's like, I need to get the proof of concept, need to clear it so that we can order it so that we can start just going forward and, and actually having really cool stuff. It's like, it's just, we're going to do a lot of cool stuff this year. We're going to try and do a lot of cool stuff this year. Um, and it starts really with Beachhead. And from Beachhead... Mm -hmm. It, I just think we're going to just have a brilliant year for Blood Bowl and Wargaming. I'm just proper happy. It's great. Excited. So last yeah. year was, generally speaking, utter garbage. Apart from my wedding. Yeah. That was good. Um, rest of it, though. I want some more time. Yeah. Oh, this is good fun. Right. BT, anything else for you today before we wrap up the show? I think that's all good. Just hope everyone has a absolutely spectacular 2022, as best as it can be, you know? Yep. Keep gaming and do it safe. And uh, let's hope that uh, I think the Games Workshop and Blood Bowl gods treat us all very right this year. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap up now. Thank you, everybody, very much for joining us. We'll be back soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy blocking. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to help support the channel even further, please like and subscribe or come join us on our Patreon. We have early access to content. We get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can. Or you can get yourself some Bonehead Podcast merch on our Spreadshirt site. So if you want to support a team, especially for the Bonehead Championship, you can pick up a shirt, a mug, things like that. It all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it. Anyway, links below. Thank you very much. Happy blocking. <laughs>